daddy's coming for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. Did you grab your crucifix? Yep. Did you lock your door? Better stay up late. Never sleep again. <laughs> I'm gonna have you to guys mother- get it. I'm gonna have to motherfucking sleep tonight. I'm telling you, you I'm so it. goddamn tired. You're I cannot. Like, I'm done. <laughs> you were me yesterday, where my brain just stopped. It's just ironic that I was falling asleep during a Freddy movie. The irony there. <laughs> All right, guys. So of course we know a lot of you have been looking forward to this episode. We have been looking forward to this episode. I specifically have been looking. Becky forward specifically to this has been looking forward to this episode because you know this is her. This is her man. It's all me. As much as I love Chucky, this is her. This is her Chucky. This is her Freddy. My Freddy. <laughs> Freddy's my second favorite, so I do genuinely. And Chucky's my second favorite, so so. I'm wearing a Chucky sweater and Freddy pants, and the clash is real, but it's fine. And I am repping my Don't Go Out There podcast shirt. I love you guys so much. My quote, welcome to primetime, bitch, is on the front of it with their logo. Please go buy the shirts, guys. Go buy the shirts. Go do that. Go do um, that. You can literally have it say whatever you want. Yeah. I know we didn't go into our promos and all that we usually do, but we guys, we want to get down to business, because... Nightmare on Elm Street series. Guys, we have been wanting to do this. I don't know why it took us so long. Oh, I know why. I mean... We were trying to get... Yeah, we... Yeah. We were trying to yeah. get Robert on. Yeah, so we, true. This is... I'll, I'll tell true. you guys why. We were trying to get Robert on the podcast, and he's a busy bee right now. So it kind of just got to the point where we're still going to keep trying. We're still going to keep trying. But we wanted to do this episode so badly that we were just kind of like, you know, if we have him on at some point, we'll just interview him and we'll talk about the series, of course. Right. But we just, we need to talk about it. <laughs> it's just. We, we have to talk about it. Um, Speaking of Don't Go Out There Again, they, so they, jealous, Uh, they interviewed Robert England, if you that was like guys one of their get first a chain, episodes. It's too. such a great episode, though. Also, Heather Langenkamp, a bunch of different people from the series. I love the Lisa Wilcox one, especially after going back and watching four and five again, because guys, I really loved Alice's character. I didn't realize how much I loved Alice, but I I would love to interview Lisa Wilcox now. The more I think about it, I'm like, oh, I love your character. But we had to get into it. I'm excited, and if Robert England or anybody from the franchise comes to fruition at any point, we're we're definitely gonna gonna do it. I've been, right been trying to it. talk to Heather too, so, and I've met Heather and Robert, and Becky's met Robert, um, one of literally the sweetest people on the planet. He's so nice. I hate that I only got to meet him for like half a second, but he talked to um, me about Ohio countryside for about ten minutes, and they were like, "You have to stop talking." Yeah. He, uh, so we'll get into, guys, we'll do like we normally do with any of our movie series. We'll just kind of go, you know, start from the top and... Start from the top, now we're here. And, um, <laughs> you know, kind of give you a run through of it, what we think about it, a few things. Um, I'm also going to reference, there is, there was an amazing documentary that was released some time back called Never Sleep Again, and it's about the entire, um... Nightmare on Elm Street legacy 
um, actually came out in 2010. I, I thought it was around that time because it does reference Freddy versus Jason at the end. By the way, we are not going to talk about Freddy versus Jason. I could not live through that again. You can go back and listen to our Friday the 13th episode if you want to hear about Freddy versus Jason, but I was not. No. I like Freddy versus Jason. I know. <laughs> I like, it's not one of no. the ones that I like to watch all the time, but no. I do like that movie. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's I a mean, background film. I kind of like, if I want to watch something mindless and I want Freddy, honestly, that's the go. movie I put on. Cause it's, I'm like, I like his fight scene with Jason. I, it's not I like my it. least. It, and now if I had to rank it with the nightmare series, it would surprisingly not be at the bottom. Um, I think everyone knows what's but <laughs> but um that's Mike <laughs> yeah oh dude you know what though Mike we we'll, love we'll you. talk about that oh but my for God. real your reasons for why you loved it I'm going through my head and like nostalgia was starting to kick in and I'm like okay this was this all was, right this was Becky and it's all in my head I think about it over and over pretty much days. oh yeah I was hitting especially when he said Roseanne and threw that out there and I was like oh and you're bringing up like you're bringing up my childhood so but still it's no there are um, movies <laughs> that are terrible that i like because of nostalgia yeah so i get that a lot of people 100% i'm sure do that's just you know it's natural um but yeah we're going to reference never sleep again um if you guys have not seen that i highly recommend it it is now on shutter which is incredible cuz for a while it was hard for me to find um, if any of you own the amazing box set that came out years ago that actually has the 3D glasses in it so you can watch Freddy's Dead in 3D, it actually has a DVD copy of Never Sleep Again included. That's, so that's, that's how, that's how I was really, oh God, it was even expensive when I bought it all that all those years ago. But yeah, I, I highly, it's on Shutter now. I highly recommend people watching it. Um, it's so good. So good. So we'll get into the first movie, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. This movie came out the year you were born. Yes, it did. This movie came out the year my sister was born. <laughs> so it actually came out two days ago, exactly 36 years ago, November 16th of 1984. I was a baby baby. I was um, not thought of. I was a infant. Um, you were literally... June, July, July, August, September, October. You were five, five months, months old. Five months old. Yeah, way too young. <laughs> I, I mean, I would have let you watch it five months old. Definitely didn't see it. You know what? I wouldn't have. Would it matter? At five months? Fuck no. You don't. You No one no. knows. I'm you sorry. I keep fucking, burping. You ain't gonna fucking Jesus. know at five months old. Um. So this is the very first installment of the. So it's actually a Nightmare on Elm Street. I know we usually just say Nightmare on Elm Street, but. um. It's the first installment in the series. Oh my god, can I please read what this says? Oh, I love it. Is this how Google gives their description of the movie? Can I I please read this? Oh, please do. In Wes Craven's classic slasher film, several Midwestern teenagers, which by the way, this is an Ohio rep. Yes, it is. Fall prey to Freddy Krueger, a disfigured midnight mangler who preys on the teenagers in their dreams, which in turn kills them in reality. The rest of it's whatever. That Midnight Mangler, I cannot. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm i going to refer to him now 
as, as the Midnight, the midnight Mangler. Mangler. You know what, though? If memory... One, two, Midnight Mangler's coming for you. If memory serves me correctly, I believe there was... Yeah. There was a movie called The Mangler. But was he the Midnight and Mangler? And Toby Hooper directed it, actually. Which is weird. Uh, Guys, keep that name in the back of your head of Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame because his name will get brought up again. Um... Robert England is in The Mangler. Oh my god. What is happening? All right, Google. Oh, don't say that. My phone will listen. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, mine too, because we know. There's, they know. They know. They know. Um, that's, that's insane. That okay. is pretty um, crazy. Because I was like, there was a movie called The Mangler. I know there was. Does he, I know did I he did play The Mangler? He played The Mangler. And of course like, he did. I know I did not fuck this up like i know that didn't come from anywhere what year did that come out 95 that's insane yeah what (laughs) i know and i didn't i didn't remember that he played him i just knew i said there was a fucking movie called the mangler surprise it's freddy i was like i'm reaching in the back of my brain your subconscious is like it's time E.G.'s time E.G.'s time um so this movie and imdb is a 7.5 I think it should be higher than that, um, but that's fine. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Very, very, very well on Rotten Tomatoes, especially with it being that old to still be that high is fantastic. Uh, that's, yeah. Metacritic I, I gave agree. it a 76%, and that's fucking bullshit. I mean, does anybody re- really listen? Does, does anybody pay attention to Metacritic? I pay attention to IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, same. This is how I do my movies. For horror, if it is over 3.5. If it's over 3.5 on IMDb, I'll watch it. Because IMDb rates horror films very low. Mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, I will give it a chance if it's over 50%, usually. Because Rotten Tomatoes is a little bit nicer. That's a good rule of thumb to live by, guys. Seriously, we we know our horror (laughs) Man, we have seen some fucking trash. So, on this first one, of course, as I was talking about, you know, he's killing teens in their dreams after investigating the phenomenon. Nancy, Heather Langenkamp, begins to suspect that a dark secret kept by her and her friend's parents may be the key to unraveling the mystery. But can Nancy and her boyfriend, Glenn, Mr. Depp, solve the puzzle before it's too late? So, the movie stars Heather Langenkamp as Nancy, uh, John Saxon... Unfortunately, we did lose him this past year. R.I.P. to him. He plays uh, Nancy's father. Um, he also goes from playing a cop in the original Black Christmas to a cop in the Nightmare franchise. So that was kind of a funny crossover. Um, Ronnie Blakely, who plays Heather's mother, and she is an actress that was... I, I really loved the crossover of a lot of 70 stars coming into these movies with a younger cast. I think Wes did a really good combination of that. Um, We also have, of course, Robert England as the titular character of Freddy Krueger and Johnny Depp in his very first feature film role. Funny story behind that. If I'm sure the weirdo horror fans like myself would know this. Same. Uh, Nicolas Cage actually drove him to the audition. Which I love. And... (laughs) I just love that. I, I think they actually both auditioned, 
Um, I can see I why Nicolas Cage would. I know Nicolas Cage for sure drove him to the audition, but um, yeah, if you watch the Never Sleep Again documentary, it's just so great hearing Wes talk about how Johnny got it. Uh, especially since the the character was a Glenn was meant to be this like muscular jock guy and Johnny Depp then definitely wasn't and he uh what won Wes over ultimately with casting Johnny was that his daughter thought Johnny Depp was beautiful those were her exact words she said dad he's beautiful and I mean have you seen him there you go Johnny Depp got the role and have um, you seen him even now it's a oh And look, we know there's a lot of controversy going on right now. We are not going to get into that, but I will forever be Team Johnny Depp. I have my reasons, and I will live by that. We, we, I love that man. I love that man. I was introduced to Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one actually. Um, fell in love with him, in absolute love with him. Started watching everything he'd ever been in, pretty much after that. Still in love with him. Mine might have been Crybaby. Actually, to give you guys, what's kind of funny since that's a John Waters film, to we're gonna I'm gonna kind of cut away from the movie a little bit to kind of give you guys a little bit of a backstory with New Line Cinema, especially since New Line Cinema is the house that Freddie built. That's how it's known. Because yep. when Bob Shea started New Line Cinema, it wasn't originally a production company. They bought the rights to a lot of older movies and then distributed them. They were a distribution company. They they didn't produce movies. One of the first movies that Bob Shea bought was Reefer Madness. The copyright had expired, so he bought it. Um, he also bought a lot of John Waters films, Polyester, uh, Pink Flamingos. Uh, keep that in mind because we're going to reference that later. Um, so when Wes Craven, he shopped around Freddie for three years, this idea. Uh, and the original backstory came from a actual news article in California from specifically the Filipino, uh, uh, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, and Indonesian, like people that were in that culture who had come to, uh, specifically California. There were these rash of deaths happening where people were literally dying in their sleep. Uh, even one particular story, these these two parents were doctors, their kid wasn't sleeping, they finally get him to go to sleep, uh, he had this mass, he died in his sleep, they wake up to him screaming, they find in his closet a coffee maker, all the sleeping pills, he, I mean literally everything that was for the making of a movie that ultimately became A Nightmare on Elm Street, and it was so strange that for me now loving the series as much as I do to think that for three years, he had to shop this around because people actually told him that it's not scary. Like, he comes in your dreams. That's not scary. And I'm like, how is that? That's terrifying! If he kills, I mean, that's the whole tagline. If he kills you in your dreams, you die for real. And like, that's terrifying. Like, and you have to sleep. You have to sleep. Like, Chucky's my favorite, but he ain't scarier than Freddy. No, no. Because if you think about no. it, like, you know, do you guys ever, when you're on social media, see those things? pick two to protect you and the rest of them will kill you or, or try to kill you or whatever. I always pick Freddy as one of them at least because here's the thing. He's going to protect you in your sleep. And he's going to let you sleep. If you don't sleep, 
Like, literally, like, I take this too seriously. I understand it's just a stupid little game thing that people do. But I take it way too seriously yeah, because I'm like, I'm not going to be able to sleep if I don't pick Freddy. Yeah, you have to sleep. And then some people pick Pennywise and I laugh because I'm like, all you have to do is call him a clown and he immediately is defeated. That's but not a, yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. Just, but I, yeah, like, that boggles that's terrifying. That I, to think that anybody wouldn't wouldn't think that was a scary concept, but, uh, you know, long story short, as we all know, uh, Bob Shea took a chance on it and it was, I think it was a good chance. First movie that new line cinema, uh, produced. And, uh, ultimately Bob Shea for better or for worse is the reasoning behind nightmare being a franchise because Wes Craven did not want Nightmare on Elm Street to be a franchise. He didn't think it could be left open for a franchise. Um, we are definitely not going to go through the synopsis of every single movie. You guys have seen these movies by far. We are not going to do that. They all pretty much have the same plot. Yeah, like, we're not, we're not going to do that. Um, so, but specifically at the end of the first movie, um, I mean, basically what, what the first movie gives you is is the fact that Freddy Krueger was this child killer and that Nancy's parents, Glenn's parents, all the parents of these kids that live on Elm Street, they're the parents. Uh, he was released on a technicality and uh, they were responsible for burning him. And because uh, there's the scene where her mother has, you know, his his glove and the... Uh, Oh, what is it? Boiler. The boiler in the basement. Um, I would like to thank Night or uh, Night on Street, the original two, for giving us. Not that Halloween didn't have a final girl because it did, but Nancy's character was a whole different realm of final girl. Oh yeah, material. Because yeah. you've got someone who's not only fighting for her life, she's fighting for her friend's life, and I love that end towards the end where she puts up all the booby traps and when she goes, I'm into survival. Like, oh my God. Like, I love that shit. And that's a trope that, uh, if you're a Wes Craven fan, he, you know, you watch a few other movies. He's, he's into the booby traps, Mm -hmm. uh, people under the stairs. Like, yeah, he's, he's, and she's, there's a vulnerability with Nancy too, that I think Heather Langenkamp portrayed so beautifully that I don't think you see with any, I mean, I guess besides Lisa Wilcox, once we get into four and five, but I mean, from what we saw at that time with other final girls, you know, even as I love my Jamie Lee Curtis, I love, you know, but, but there was a vulnerability that Nancy had that no one else had that you wanted, like as much as she wanted to believe that she could defeat Freddie, you wanted to believe in her to defeat him. And the reason why I kind of want to get more into the ending of it is that um, Wes Craven's originally original ending was to have Nancy do exactly what she did in the movie and say, I take back everything with you. Like, I, I take any power away from you that I gave to you. Because ultimately, that's, if you believe in, and this kind of follows along in the franchise too, you have to believe in Freddy to give him power. I'll go back to Freddy versus Jason a little bit because that was a whole big thing in Freddy Mm -hmm. versus Jason, which I actually did like was the fact that if all the kids in Springwood forgot about him, then he couldn't exist. So that was kind of something that they 
inadvertently started in the first one with, I, I don't, you know, without Wes knowing or not, but, um, so what was sort of confusing because Bob wanted a franchise and well, not even so much wanted a franchise, but you find out later that the rights were sold. So the only, the only thing that Bob held on to was the rights to produce a franchise. He didn't, he ultimately didn't make any money off of Nightmare on Elm Street. He didn't. Just the name to be able to carry on a franchise. So with the way it it ultimately ended with us seeing everybody in the car and then the car is supposed to be Freddy and then Freddy sucks the mom in through the window and we see the little girls jumping rope. You weren't supposed to get that ending because obviously that left it open to a franchise um, but it also made it kind of confusing because if Nancy was taking her power away from him, Freddie still won in the end. So that's kind of, it didn't live to Wes's original vision, but I still love the movie all the same. And like I said, for better or for worse, for better for me, because I'm such a big fan, it did open it up for the franchise. Um, but the ending that we did get was the one that Wes wanted with the little girls jumping rope, because I feel like, you know, that, that. That whole nursery rhyme has become so iconic through the entire franchise. It's in that every I single mean, movie. You you know it. If if you're a Freddy fan, you know it by heart. You know it. It's in every single movie. It just it it fits perfectly. So that's the ending we get. Um, also, I would just like to point out that the nurse in the first one oh, yeah. is uh, Wes Craven's wife, and that's how he met her. It was just a funny thing, because... So, I met almost the entire cast of the first movie. Um, I met Heather. I met Robert. I met... um, Is it Ronnie? Ronnie Blakely? That's her name, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Amanda. I met Amanda Wise. I met... um, I think... Oh, and I I did meet... I did meet uh, Mimi Craven. Um, This... It was a horror hound, and it was literally a week after Wes passed. I was actually still surprised that they did the whole Nightmare on Elm Street reunion because of his passing, but they wanted to do, um, it was kind of like an in-remembrance kind of thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, somebody did a picture of Wes holding Freddy's glove and tipping the hat, and that picture, like, made me emotional, and, uh, there was a panel and all of them were sitting at the panel, and every single one of them started talking about Wes, and they all started crying. It was just one of those moments where I wouldn't have, I would never trade that memory for anything like that. That was incredible to be there. But my point, that was a story that Mimi told. She was like, I was the nurse that was in the first movie, and uh, Wes decided to get with me. <laughs> I've actually heard that story before. So, I heard that story years ago. Probably in an interview. Probably. That he gave, I'm sure. Um I thought that was cute though, because that's also, how they met. The teacher is uh Lynn Shay. Which is she um, Bob's sister. Bob's sister, yeah. Yep. So uh Who makes another reappearance in New Nightmare? As the nurse. Well no, she's a nurse. She's the nurse in yeah, she's the nurse. Yeah, she's the new. Yeah, she's the noose. He oh. gives her <laughs> likes to give her those characters, but uh, yeah, that's uh, the first movie was just absolutely iconic. There's um, as much as I love 
I actually, it's not my favorite of the franchise. It's not. But it is so fucking iconic. Like, nothing will touch it. And I, you know, I think it really, again, it, it, it played into so many different things, you know, with, with nightmares, with, also with, can we just talk about how terrible these parents are in this franchise? Can we just talk about that? I mean, we'll get more into that by the third one, but like the parents in this franchise, holy Lord, they're terrible. <laughs> like, they might as well not have parents. I mean, the parents are literally just there because they killed Freddie. I mean, I think that was just one more, like I was another quick thing about the first one that I felt I fell for too, that I think gave more into Nancy's vulnerability was taking her mother, <laughs> her mother's alcoholism just starts to get worse and worse and worse. And she's like, really babying her and taking care of her and having to tuck her into bed and meanwhile she's trying to like save her life and save her friends and it's just yeah her dad she's desperately wanting her dad to believe her and he just won't do it and it's just yeah I mean you are really fighting for Nancy through that whole movie and and Heather just yeah. Heather's amazing she played the character she's, beautifully she's, oh my god um when do we want to do we do we want to just run through the remake real quick or do we want to save that till the end let's save well yeah let's save it okay let's talk about them in the order they obviously out. there's a remake so um <laughs> two uh is Freddy's Revenge so these literally came out within a year of each other is the way that they started to distribute them. Uh, again, like we mentioned, uh, Oh, by Bob, the way, before we go on, what do we, what do we rate? What do you rate? What do you rate one? <laughs> oh, I thought we were doing them at the end. Oh, we're going to give a list, but what do you rate it? Like, we're going to give a list of our favorites. But oh, it's what my do second you rate. It's my, oh, like out of 10 mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, what do they say? Seven point. Oh, definitely. They said a 7.5. I'd say 8.5. I say 8.5. I do not disagree with that. You know, I mean, I love, I love the movie so much, but like we both said, it's definitely not my top favorite, but you know. It's up there. We needed the original. (laughs) We kind of had to have it. For what we ultimately got. So you, (laughs) you need to have it. You have to have the original one. So this is one of those moments where I can actually say, and actually this is true for the Chucky series too, that the original is not my favorite, which is very rare for me to be able to say, but, but you have to appreciate, but I appreciate it so much you ultimately got, of course. Um, but yeah, so like we mentioned before with the fact that, uh, you know, it came out so quickly also, didn't want to mention real quick because I always love doing these. The budget for Nightmare on Elm Street was $1.8 million and it grossed $57 million worldwide. <laughs> so, I mean, in today's terms, I have no idea, but $3 million to make Freddy 2 and then that ended up grossing $30 million, which they still considered a good box office, but they knew fans didn't like it. Um, yeah. And I think that it goes to... So, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, came out in 1985. Uh, it's a 5.5 on IMDb. Yeah. 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, that jumped about 50% down. So, of course, Robert comes back as Freddy. Uh, but we now have a whole new cast of characters. Mark Patton, Kim Myers, um, and Robert Ressler. Uh, it was written by David Chaskin and directed by Jack Shoulder. 
uh, Jack Shoulder had previously worked with Wes on Alone in the Dark and had also worked on some other stuff for New Line Cinema. Um, and David Chaskin had kind of had this script for a while. And I, you know, I, again, they needed a movie to come out quick. So they were like, this is what we got. This is what we're going with. So it definitely showed where it takes the franchise now is, um, Nancy's no longer a part of it. There's nobody, there's a whole new cast of people, uh, Mark Patton plays a character by the name of Jesse Walsh, and he actually lives in the iconic 1428 Elm Street. He has moved into Nancy's house. And now the story goes that Nancy went crazy because her boyfriend who lived across the street was murdered, and and uh, they find her diary, and his girlfriend finds these, well, girl he likes, girlfriend, whatever, uh, finds these newspaper articles that, uh, you know, and, and it gives more into the backstory of, of him being this supposed child killer and, uh, you know, that they burned him up in this core or in this, uh, it kind of like a mining quarry from the outside, but, uh, you know, they killed him, yada, yada, yada. Um, but where this part of the franchise just... I think it's a little offbeat. I think it's so, I think it's just, it's so telling the fact that it starts with a bus ride and the bus driver is Robert England out of makeup. That was kind of cute, but it's like the, the movie does sort of run way. I mean, it's, it's like the bus ride just, just ran off the road. I mean, that's basically what happens to the movie. It just runs the, the movie stays pretty good in the beginning you you have a pretty solid story in the beginning. Um, you know, Jesse having these nightmares, all these weird things happening to him and feelings he's having and and then ultimately realizing and, and what they wanted the movie to portray, David Chaskin's whole thing was that he wanted Freddie to have an avatar, Lame. And he wanted... <laughs> Freddie doesn't need an avatar. Freddie is Freddie. <laughs> What? She's so angry. She's what throwing shit. What the fuck? I just threw a pen because I was like, "Why? Why?" Um. So there's this the scene that just oh, this is where it just completely goes off the rails for me. Is the pool party scene? And anybody that's seen Nightmare Two, you know what the fucking pool party scene is. It's it's a disaster. Like, well, I should say. In the middle, we do get this really amazing transformation scene that actually took 11 weeks to, to, to film, to make. Um, by this time, they had a new special effects artist. Kevin Yeager had stepped in for David Miller. And uh, Kevin Yeager was very young, kind of one of his first films he'd ever worked on. And he just made this whole... I mean, it's it's really cool in the movie. It's literally Freddy coming out of Jesse's body. It is... That's that scene it is, is a dope. really really amazing scene. Amazing and and the one thing that I love so much about this franchise is the practical effects. And I mean the whole franchise yes. is how much they did with so little. It, it's just it amazed me. And this scene was just incredible. Um I think I think they said that it's Kevin Yeager's girlfriend at the time. It's her eyeball because her head was the only one small enough to fit. That's hilarious. In the cast. To have her eyeball. 
Um, even in the direction that they took Freddie's makeup was very different that Kevin did. I mean, it was pretty much the same burnt style, but he kind of made him look like an old crone. He made his eyes a different color. Uh, I should also say the transformations of Freddie's makeup throughout each movie. Yeah. I, I really like a lot, especially in this one. But the pool party scene just goes way off the rails. You know, the one the one thing that they said in that Never Sleep Again documentary that I love is like the first rule in Wes Craven's Bible is Freddie does not live outside of the dream world in a public space like that. Like you just don't do it because it takes everything away of the essence of how terrifying Freddie is. Right. Because if he's in this world, you can kill him. Yeah. He's not scary it anymore. It didn't make any sense. It just, and they talk about that a lot. It was really jumbled together. It was weird and, oh my God, that girl screaming, Jesse, Jesse, I love you. Like that just, I just. That I was the equivalent of PETA to me. I couldn't handle it. PETA! I know, I know, I know. It was, it was just too much. It was Even too though much. it makes sense in the Hunger Games for that yeah. to be happening. Because ultimately not... what, so, and then like. They melt him with some hair dryers, and then there was Jesse underneath it all. I mean, and... that was really... <laughs> you know what, though? That scene is kind of cool. I mean, they literally had hair dryers underneath that as he's melting. So that's... that. Honest was to God, like, I, I was excited. And what was that to... mutant cat rat thing? Remember that? Are you talking about the Rottweilers with the baby faces? When she... They don't show, they, they actually show them in the movie. Yeah. I think I, oh God, see, I wasn't paying attention by the <laughs> You were like, I checked out. I, I just remember the cat rat thing. She was, was going ter- into the boiler right, right, place right. and those two dogs were guarding it. Okay, so they did show the two dogs and they showed that rat thing when she was actually, yeah, see that, yeah, I was done. I was just. So I was explaining this to Becky and I was like, I actually like to. And I think I have... With, I had a change of heart. With talking you, about like this, it's not the plot. No, 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 It's no, no. the effects no, that I love. Yeah. Honestly. Because yeah. those practical effects are dope as hell and in I, this movie. That's what changed it for me. Uh, but being the, the purest of the franchise that I am. And it, now, again, though, David Chaskin did bring up a good point in an interview. They're what... They're, Fans get mad, but what you have to realize, there was no franchise then yet. They didn't know where to take Freddy. They they were like, oh, okay, not this direction. Wes Craven <laughs> did not want to be involved. He didn't want a sequel. He wanted nothing to do with it. Bob Shay's like, um, I got to make money off of this. Hurry up. And I mean, it was so quick. It was the very next November of 1984 that this movie was released. It was literally that quick that they put this together. And I think even in that time frame, they did a fairly decent job. It was just... Not a good plot. That ending fell off the rails. It just... Way off the rails. I Now, I did I did kind of like the, everything's back to normal, and Freddie's glove, like, rah, pops through her shirt when they're on the bus. I did enjoy that. That was kind of cool. Um, yeah, so for practical effects' sake, it, it was great. Uh, Kevin Yeager, I think, is great. It, was, it, it really worked well. But, yeah, the plot fell off the rails. It was brought up so many times. Rachel Talalia, we'll bring her name up later, because she directed Freddie's dead she had been a part of new line for years as a producer script writer so many different things and 
even though I have my feelings about Freddy's Dead, it was really nice to see a woman director come in and take the reins of the Freddy franchise, even even at the end of it, or so we thought. Um, it she brought it up a lot how the script was just falling apart and it was just like what are we doing especially with this pool scene like what is happening um and then we should also bring up the big pink rainbow elephant in the room the gay elephant the gay elephant the gay elephant because this is considered one of the gayest horror films of all time he he was literally making out with a girl in was like, I can't do this. And then go. she goes, but talk to me and tell me what's going on. I can't do this. Runs to this guy and is like, to- tells him everything. There's something inside of me and I need it to come out. And that guy's like, so you were telling me that you have a girl waiting for you, but you come, you want to sleep with me. And I was like, And you want to sleep with me. <laughs> oh, can we, it. Even before that, can we talk about the gay bar scene? Can we talk about the baseball scene? How gay that coach is? Oh, he was so gay. Oh my God, that coach was gay. He got off on looking at those high school boys, for sure. Also, I need to bring up the fact that a lot of 80s slasher films showed so many boobs this movie had no boobs. No boobs. So many men's butts. All the butts. A lot of butts. Actually, there's only one instance in this entire franchise of tits. One. In Dream Warriors. That is the only pair of boobs you see in this entire... No. Four. Okay, two. Same guy. <laughs> Same... And yeah, okay, two. Now, you're, I was like, wait a minute. You're like, oh... Shum, 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 shum. <laughs> Same character, but yeah, I know. In um, my defense, I got okay. really distracted by the it's Dream okay. Warriors I tits, so right. I... Can we also <laughs> talk about I'm so glad they didn't leave the Freddy head on her? Like, they were bitch I was worried about Originally that. Originally planned on doing... They, did, you saw what it looked like, right? Yeah, it was... I, oh, oh, my God! God. <laughs> I was immediately, like, off. Put a bag over your face. Nice tits. Ah! Oh. Yeah, that's better. Bag <laughs> over your face. Um... Yeah, a lot of butts into. Yeah, um, no tits, <laughs> but many male butts, not female oh, butts. Oh, no. Men's butts. Men's. And sit, tell me how much male nudity is in horror. Tell me. Nope. Right now. None. Male nudity. Nope. You can't. Mm-mm. Can you? Mm-mm. Nope. Unless their entrails are laying out. I also forget that Robert Rustler, his, the friend, his house he goes to, I forget every fucking time that he's a weird science. I He mentions on Never Sleep Again that Robert Downey Jr. drove him to the audition. I forget which I love every time I watch the remake that Rooney Mara is the I main know, right? character. Same. I go The main Nancy. Oh, She's I know. literally Nancy, and I forget every time I watch it. The opening scene in the diner, I'm like, oh, that's Rooney Mara. Bitch, you have seen this movie. How many guys? And I go, times? oh my god, it's Kellen Lutz. It's, it's, um... Oh my god, it's Katie Cassidy. <laughs> and I always forget that she dies! What is Because my... she's Tina! And but my like... brain's like, Katie Cassidy is Nancy. And Nancy's just disappeared. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, nope, she's Nancy. Fuck. Um... <laughs> that I'm fucking so... movie. I swear to God. 
But it's so... But we'll get to the remake. But should, anyway, so... Yeah, so it should... We, we should mention that Mark Patton, who played Jesse, uh, was not... Is gay, but was not openly gay at the time. Um, there's also a really great documentary, I think that's also on Shudder, that he It is did, on Shudder. Uh, that really opened my eyes to how incredibly homophobic a lot of horror films were even up into the were? 2000s i mean still but um like dropping the f-bomb a lot that's one thing about freddy versus jason i will not forgive yeah same it was um, out of absolutely fucking nowhere little, it was not necessary and it wasn't in the script yep so yeah take that with you that's the um, only word that actually offends me and you know mark Patton got relentlessly bullied about this movie. Yeah. I mean, just, he even said it, you know, a bunch of pre prepubescent boys just, you know, ripped me apart because of this movie. Because they were like, oh, movie's gay, movie's gay, movie's gay. And it's like, all right, calm your tits. Like, <laughs> who the fuck cares? So, yeah, it, um... And I never, I and never I said gave... the stupid thing, and I was like, "There's no gay stuff in Chucky movies. Why?" And then I'm like, "Wait a minute, the fucking creator is gay. Get over your goddamn self." Yes, there is. <laughs> but yeah, um, and I think a lot of the subtext, you know, you, I really recommend people watching documentaries about Nightmare Two because it'll really. Shift I feel like your the sub. I feel like the subtext too. in it. I think straight men, especially in that time, just, it went over their heads. I really believe it did. But I think that, I think that ultimately it it kind of was, and David Chaskin even talks about how, like, Freddie was supposed to be this questioning of his sexuality. Like, that is actually what Freddie represented to Jesse, was him questioning whether or not he was gay and being terrified of the fact and that it was which was even weirder to me to be honest with you because i'm like that's an what? even weirder really? plot line because it's not like i fell asleep and dreamed i was gay that's, right that's not no or that like you being i don't know it was just weird and so i mean going i didn't care anything about that i just think that again the purest of the freddie fan that i am Two made me very angry because I was like, "It this is not a sequel. This is not. It isn't. It just it went off the rails. It has nothing to do with the franchise." Like I, I did not. I disliked two for a very long time and didn't watch it for years, even after the first time I saw it, and really had to give it a chance again. And the more I thought about it, I started to appreciate it, and I You're was welcome. like, "I get it. I get it." With, I've not with only two. turned her back on to Chucky. <laughs> well, no, even before that, even before that, like the appreciating the gay subtext in it made me like it more. Exactly. And then talking to you about it and now rewatching it again with the practical effects it was made the me appreciate it even sure. more. But also the fact that it did go out on a limb and throw gay subtext in an 80s horror film that was unheard of. And I appreciate now, that. even to this day, oh my gosh, that movie has now lived so many, that movie did something to gay fans that they didn't even realize. And now, now knowing a whole newfound 
fandom of of gay people of queer people discovering that movie and you know i'd even go to say the movie's very queer even not so much gay and that it gave a whole new a whole new generation of fans specifically gay fans that felt like they could actually be openly gay because of that movie and i think that's i think that's amazing i love it also i'm glad that mark has finally become to appreciate the dance scene in that movie because it is pretty great it kind of is all night long (laughs) touch me baby um i don't know who did that song but it's the song on the radio and it was pretty great what would you rate it out of 10 what did they give it what did a 6.6 oh no i know they didn't i'm reading the next one oh (laughs) It was a five point something. Two? Maybe? Mm. I'm going to give it my personal self. I'm giving it a five. Yeah. Because it's just enough yeah. to get over that right four in the hump. It's right because in the middle. of the practical effects. But I'm it's not right going to. That's not one of my favorites that I rewatch a lot. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> so moving on. Um, I guess they realized once fans were like, okay, what the hell was that? Because actually fans did, some fans liked to, I mean, enough that it did give, it did open up people to the possibility of wanting more of Freddy specifically, but the movie as a whole, fans were like, what? So next we get... The sequel we deserve. Oh, this is the this is sequel, the true sequel we all wanted. This is the true sequel. I wish my, the dream. I was gonna say I wish my throat wasn't like because I was I was doing it earlier today. I was blaring the song. Together, <laughs> we're the dream warriors. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. It sounds terrible right now. It wasn't terrible. Um, I've heard worse. Oh, uh, you're fine. <laughs> now we're on street three. Dream Warriors. This is this is the king of oh my god. the castle. Oh my god, this movie. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I wrote down <laughs> I wrote down three things about Nightmare Three, and this pretty much sums up the entire movie. Real quick, six point six on IMDb and seventy two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety four percent of the audience liked this film. Duh. Um. Because we were like, Freddy's back, baby. It's number one, two words, practical effects. Yeah. Most of the entire budget of this movie went exclusively to practical effects. And it shows. This one has the best effects out of any of the ones in the franchise. Also, it's Freddy's makeup is the best, Oh, too. my God. He looks the best in this Oh, one. he looks the best in this film. The best in this in this film. Um, number two, it has the best one-liners out of any of the friends. I mean, come on. You are the last of the Elm Street children. Like, uh, welcome to prime time, bitch. I mean, like, can, it's um, perfect. And Amanda Kruger delivering that the best son of a hundred maniacs. <laughs> They that that actually carried throughout the films too. That was 
loved you, that line. You got, you got that. Like, and I'll get into this too, but my third one, Dawkins. I mean, come on. We also, Dawkins. Nancy's back. Dream Warriors. Like, that's such an amazing song like for that movie like it's 80s it's 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 hairband it's literally he's in the music video it's amazing it's everything um nancy's back too which nancy is back oh my god she's back um you know the character so one thing that i didn't know about this movie until i watched never sleep again was frank darabont was one of the co-writers of the script Wes came back to write the original script. So the idea of them being in a mental hospital was his idea. He wanted to take it very dark, though. Um, So when they had Chuck Russell, they had Chuck Russell and Frank Darabont. They called him these two young and up and coming writers. And you 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 think of what Frank Darabont has done now and realize and then me realizing that this man is part of the best movie in this fucking franchise ever. Like it, I was, I was so happy. I was so fucking happy. I was so happy that Wes came back to be a part of it. Um, I would just like to say that oh I also God. appreciate and that, that the main girl's back. name is Kristen. Uh, which Patricia is played Arquette. by Patricia Arquette. Just like, really, it was her first role ever. I bet she... a lot of you guys know her as kissing Kate Barlow, <laughs> but um, shh. Not me. Holes. That's okay. Holes was a great movie, but um, Lawrence Fishburne also another one of his really. Oh my god, he was so cute and so young. Uh, Priscilla Pointer. I'm sure. Who in the heck did she play? Oh, the doctor. The doctor. The doctor. That fucking bitch. Um, And then uh, I'm. Can we also talk this guy's name? The doctor. The um other doctor that worked with the kids that worked with Nancy. His name was Craig Wasson. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Robert Fackus Freddy. Um, this film came out in February of 1987. So they took their time. I'm glad they did. Um, they, after this though, they, they started pushing them out. But, um, this one grossed almost as much as the first film, $44.8 million. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much bar none, the fan favorite, the top fan favorite of anybody that is a fan of this franchise. I mean, it it tackled subject matters too that not that no that I mean yeah, teen suicide was talked about. Come to think of it, like Heather's and movies it like was, that around yeah. that time. But like they really got in depth about it and stuff specifically in horror that you didn't see that even affects people to this day. Um, you know, a lot. A lot about my own personal life fits 110% into this movie. Uh, you know, and it just, this, I, I related, and I think that a lot of people can say this when a movie becomes your favorite. When there's personal things that you can relate to directly into the film, I mean, it, it kind of becomes the movie for you. And Dream Warriors, I mean, on top of all the other things I said of how just incredible of a film this is, and and the true sequel to the franchise, th- this movie just, it, 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 it spoke to me. And it had a lot, um, it just spoke to a lot of different things that I've gone through in my own personal life, as I think it did to a lot of people. And it just, the, the, the cast was so, the young cast, 
of the kids, the, the Elm Street kids, were just... Kincaid's character, can we talk about Kincaid? Can we talk about Kincaid, y'all? Like, him. if you didn't love him in that movie... I'm, it, you know, he just, how he just, man, fuck y'all. Like, he just, he was the best. I was like, he's the he's one that's the reacting best. appropriately, I feel like. Oh, I loved, loved him. Loved Can we Kincaid's also character. talk about how I'm pretty sure Taryn was gay? Yo. Listen, okay? Especially when she had her dream and what she looked like in her dream. Listen, I'm like, this bitch gay. Taryn, hot. Can we Also say? very hot. Very yes. hot. Very gay. Very hot straight up i was like you can sandwich me in between taryn and nancy all day i'm take that <laughs> it was i i also love too that we that we get the backstory of freddie we get more really and more and more that. about freddie's backstory and i really i i spec- i don't know about everybody else but i loved the religious elements behind it and i loved how that carried on throughout the franchise mm-hmm. if you think about four four and five specifically they kept that going the whole religious aspect with his mother being this poor nun on the christmas shift and she gets locked in with a hundred maniacs and gets raped by them and is ultimately pregnant and she births freddy krueger like you couldn't ask for a crazier backstory than that to how freddy came into fruition that that was how he came into the world. This poor nun. Like, it, it's just, it's it was such it's a horrific... It's just not a win for anyone. It was such a horrific thought then. Like, to hear that and think and imagine that happening. It was it was terrifying. Um, we get Nancy's dad back. He's been thrown off the force. Um, well, he's become an alcoholic. And, oh yeah, full on realizing how fractured his relationship is now with his daughter. And she's begging him to help her. Um, and he ultimately does. He comes in with the other doctor who I'm pretty sure was in love with Nancy. I mean, I think, I think they kind of would have dated. I think you kind of saw elements if she of that in lived. the beginning. Well, I mean, they, they kind of had to. I get they it. kind of had to. I get it. I, I get it. You, you kind of had to kill off Nancy at the end. Like I wasn't but, even uh, mad. I was upset. I remember seeing but... it when it, even now, sometimes I get a little teary eyed because mm-hmm. oh my God, when Kristen is holding her. And oh my God. Like, no. <laughs> I'll dream you away. I'll dream you someplace. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Okay. 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 Y'all need to stop. We need to stop. I can't, I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this. And see, this is why... I'm like, I'm crying at the end of a Freddy film. What the fuck? Listen. (laughs) This is why I was discussing with you, if in Scream 5 they kill Sydney, do it like that. Like that. Do it respectfully. Yes. To where you're not, like... I was very upset that oh, I was died. devastated, but, but I'm not mad because of how they did it. Yeah. If you do it in the right way, because like if they kill Sydney off, I'm fine with it. Just do it right. Nancy, they did it right with Nancy. Nancy had to be the ultimate sacrifice to save these kids. She Again, <clears throat> she puts herself out there to help other people. That's what she's meant to do. So it's meant for her to give that ultimate sacrifice of herself to save these kids. Yep. Um, I just, I just love the whole thing too about burying his bones on and on hallowed ground, and you need the holy water and the whole, the whole <laughs> ceremony of how he's buried. Motherfucker came up out of that ground like creepy, spooky skeleton. Let me like, tell you though, from someone that's an old school Clash of the Titans fan, yes, and Army of Darkness, that scene is fucking 
dope. <laughs> it's good. If you're an old school Clash of the Titans fan like me, that scene was fucking awesome. Was. I was like, fuck yeah. Again, the practical... F- Yo, can we, real quick though, can we talk about the marionette scene oh and how God. when his face, when the doll's face forms into Freddy, y'all, they took a mold and frame by frame by frame is how they shot that. Well, like, claymation. That fucking movie. It was claymation. Y'all, that movie, stop. Like... Like, they went from the first one being brilliant, and then the second one was like, oh, God, what the fuck? And then they were like, let's take our time, and then came out with this beautiful, beautiful just... Well, I think what they ultimately realized is that Freddy is the franchise, and that fans love Freddy, and you have to make fans happy. And that's what the third one was. The third one is the one that fans also really nice tits. Yes, really nice tits. Um, that scene with Joey too. That was fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that was fucking insane. Again, on the Never Sleep Again doc, she has she's supposed to have had Freddie's head originally, but like with the tits. And I am so glad they left. I'm really, I'm really glad they did do that. That was literally too much for me. Unfortunately, though, that's been ingrained in my skull, and I can't ever get that image out of my head. I'm thinking about it right now, and I I wish it wasn't. (laughs) Like fuck. Sorry. Mm. Um. So yeah, where do I? Where do I rank this one? I'm giving it a 10. Oh, it's a 10. It's I, a 10. It's, it's my favorite Freddy board. movie. It's my favorite. It's everything. It's so good. It's got all my favorite oh, characters in it. Everything. Oh, God. The it's kills just... are amazing. The entirety, like, Dream Even Warriors. Even Terrence scene when he's got the hypodermic needles on his fingers and her... That, was, like, that was creepy. That was so... Oh! <laughs> But that line, let's get high. I mean, he fucking, like, damn. You know, it didn't have my favorite kill scene in it, but every single, and this is the only Friday movie that does this, where every single kill is amazing. Oh, they're all spot on. Every single one of them. Even the Wizard Master one with that, with the nerdy kid in the wheelchair. Like, even that one I love. Okay, that was awesome. Where he for real is like, I'm gonna kill Freddy with D&D. And Freddy's like, the fuck? <laughs> literally what happened. <laughs> Freddy's like, Freddy's like bitch, wizard master my ass. Get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> like, I don't do no fucking wizard that, shit. That. Also, this is the first time that we get this comedic Freddy. This is this is when we get Freddy's per- Freddy had no personality before this. They didn't really know how to develop Freddy's personality. You you saw him in the shadows in the first one. We finally get to see what he looks like in the second one, but lame. And then in the third one, like, but they, but he was still scary though. That's what I liked is he had the funny one-liners and he did have more of a personality that stood out, but Freddie would still fuck you up. Like you were still, you were still terrified of Freddie, especially in all the like incarnations he came back at. But that fucking snake scene and the way they <laughs> shot that, like they shot. They shoot that thing up from the floor. It it grabs Patricia Arquette from the waist down. And when they flop it on the floor, it's actually 
not swallowing her. It's just the way it's moving. It looks like it's swallowing her. And can we also talk about the fact I am so glad they fucking painted it because I swear to God, if you guys look at the pictures beforehand, that is a penis with Freddy's head on it. <laughs> it is. And no. <laughs> it's literally no. I mean, ev- everyone's. I mean, the it penis. was veiny and. Okay, I can't talk about it anymore. I can't. I will throw. I will for real throw up. It is the nastiest fucking. Thing. It is so gross. Like oh my she was for god. real getting eaten I by was... a Freddy penis. Oh my god, it's so bad. They were like, "Will y'all paint this, please? Can we please not make How... this look like a penis?" Do you, do you want to know? And it still kind of looked like a penis. It's... Oh, it did. It's... Especially it... when it weird up. And the head was moving. I was like, y'all, the fuck? He got a gap in between his teeth and shit. I was like. He had the London look. I was like, what, <laughs> is, what is happening No, right like, now? for real, though, because I feel like they probably filmed it and then was like, y'all, we can't do this. She is getting eaten by a penis. <laughs> no, it was before that. It was when they actually molded it. And the director walked in and was like, do you guys know what that looks like? And they were like. Yeah, I thought you wanted it to look like this. And he's like, no. He's and they like, had to get the makeup. They're like, can we paint it? Can we paint help, it? Help. They, he specifically did blues and greens to try to make it look like a snake. Dude, it still looks like a penis. It still looks like a penis. I mean, in all reality, it, it really did. It was no. It was there straight was, on. You, you tried. Oh my god, it was so bad. <laughs> it's you know what though? Terrifying effect though. It's it's still kind of fucked up. All and all practical effects. I still loved it. Oh my god, it's so amazing. Ten out of ten, for sure. Fuck you if you don't think so. For real. <laughs> for real. Ten out of ten it? would recommend. Yes. Also, um, because her name was Kristen and my name is Kristen, um, when I met Robert England and I told him my name, he was like, oh, really? And I said, yeah, um, can you call me a bitch? Please. I said, in your Freddy voice. And I wish I would have had my phone out, but I didn't. And he looked at me and he sat back and he goes, hold on. <clears throat> Kristen, you bitch. And I was like, oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I've never been so happy to be called Thank a bitch. You. Um, can we also say how terrible Kristen's mom is in this, too? Where's the bourbon? Oh, never mind. Kristen, I have a guest. Kristen, I have a guest over. I would have been like, bitch, motherfucker. She's a... T- oh, God, this mother. Anyway. <laughs> Again, she, she the did, parents are terrible in I mean, this she's dead in the fourth one, and I'm just kind of like, mm, whatever. <laughs> I do kind of like the fact that they did bring back the same mom in the fourth one, because she's like a really... Kristen, I mean, like, just the way she says that, she's kind I of I just a... wish so much, oh, wait, we, yeah, we rated three. I was like, we did we rate three? three? Okay, so we're now into four, the Dream now Master. Now we're going into Dream Master. I do not like the that they changed. The very next year, 1988. I do not like when... that they changed Kristen's um, actress. Well, but I get why, because who, uh, who I mean, Patricia Arquette kind of started, woo. Well, she started blowing up. She was doing other films, and I'm sure a lot of it came down to money. I'm sure it did. She probably wanted more money, and I mean, like, she became no a medium. 
Anyway, so... <laughs> I almost said the ghost whisper, and I was like, oh, wait, no. No, wrong show. Don't do that. That's Jennifer Love Hewitt. I mean, they were both pretty good shows. But she became a medium. So the fourth one got a 5.7 out of 10. And a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is kind of how I felt about it, to be honest. I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I liked it. But I was kind of just like, this followed Dream Warriors. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, ooh. That's the one. That's I, a hard one to follow. I give it a little bit, I'm going to give it a little bit higher of a 5.7, though, because, like I said, going back and watching it again now, I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I liked four. I, I liked four. Four I really was basically Alice's just character. the whole, like, Kristen's, like, uh, Kincaid and Joey are still alive. And uh, Kristen's like, Freddy's coming back. And they're like, no, we don't believe you. And like, then he bitch, does. And then they die. Like, leave us alone. Like, and we're then Chris- to... Actually, can we also, can we just, let's please not skip over the fact <laughs> that the way Freddy comes back is Kincaid has a dog named Jason that pisses fire on Freddy's grave. And that's how he comes back. I mean. That sounds like some Jason goes to hell shit. It just, it just, because I think by that time, people were kind of wanting the Jason-Freddy crossover, and it just, you know, took a while to come to fruition for obvious reasons. Um, But yeah, I just, I thought that was amazing. also, real quick, uh, this film was directed by Rennie Harlan. That name should sound very familiar because literally the year after he did this, his first movie, first like anything besides a few independent films, he directed the sequel to Die Hard. I mean, come the fuck on. <laughs> you go from the fourth installment of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise to directing the sequel of one of the biggest action movie franchises of all time. That's also a Christmas Starring movie. Starring Willis. Well, Die Hard is. That's what I meant. Not the sequel. But the I'm first saying one is. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Oh, sure. Um, he also directed Cliffhanger, which is another one of my favorites. Deep Blue Sea, which Was is another one of my favorites. I'm so sorry. They were sorry. hanging off of a cliff. And Michael <laughs> Rooker's in the beginning of it, and he has hair, and that still kind of fucks me up. Um, he, okay, and... Michael Rooker is the Sarah Paulson of Oh, he's in everything. He's in Where everything. you're just watching a movie, and then they pop and up. And you're like, yo! Michael Rooker's in this? Yo! Sarah Paulson's in this? Like, literally, yeah. they will just pop up out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, hello. Character actors. <laughs> There's something called character actors. They've been around since the 50s. I mean, yeah, but I still am waiting for Sarah Paulson to But it's get... also a testament to how I appreciate character actors because they can play anything. Mm-hmm. They can fit into anything. So that's a testament to character actors. Uh, you know, a great example was Scott Wilson, rest in peace. Scott Wilson was in everything. I will never and get over his character in Monsters, and I amazing will not of, uh, be able to do yeah, with that. Yeah, because character actors can play anything. Also, I, I really, I don't want to get off the rails with this, because Rennie Harlan went on to direct uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight. He was actually Holy married. shit, he directed he that? He was married to Gina Davis for a while. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, listen, I had never seen The Long Kiss Goodnight, and when me and Becky first started like getting close and stuff, uh, The Exorcist series was something that we both loved watching, and Gina Davis is in that. 
And she's like, have you ever seen The Long Kiss Goodnight? And I was like, no. I went out and found it. I bought it. And I was just drooling. Not only was I drooling the entire movie. Oh, she's hot as fuck in the But can we talk about that plot, though? And also, I love Samuel L. Jackson. It's a great... That movie is fantastic. I want to watch it now. It is such a great movie. I'm going to pause. Let's... let's... I know, right? (laughs) Like, pause. We're going to watch Long Kiss Goodnight real quick. Um, Yeah, so I just... I just found something so crazy that literally like first film was the fourth installment of the nightmare franchise. And he just went off and fucking directed all these really, 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 which is so great. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. And even though learning the backstory of this, uh, four was kind of thrown together. Um, they had no script, no Mm -hmm. script. Rennie Harlan was literally, they were literally writing the movie as it was happening. The production poster was released before they even started filming most of the movie. Like, no one every, knows what's going on. I mean, literally, like, everything. This movie was just like, uh, yeah, okay, so we're gonna, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, we'll do, okay, yep, like that. We'll so, that uh, what's happening in the script today? Oh, we don't know. What we don't you, know. What's your idea? What you got? Which, what you got? <laughs> we'll do that. Um, I mean, the guy that plays Danny... The guy that plays Dan, his name is Dan in real life. I he honestly thinks that they just did that, that a movie? because there was no Dan in real life is a movie. Um, but he because there was no script, they didn't give his character a name. They were just kind of like, "Oh, your name's Dan." Okay, well then his name's Dan. fucking Dan. There we go. We'll just Dan. Your name's Dan. Your name. Oh, your name is Dan. Dan. Your name is Dan. Damn, Daniel. So now Freddie's back. With a brand new track. Jason dog pissed the fire and, you know, he's back. Um, so now he needs a whole new set of Elm Street kids because now Kristen, Kincaid, and Joey are dead. He took them out, got rid of them. Well, Kristen's not dead yet. Well, yeah, he took out Kincaid and Joey. Uh, again, boobs. That's Joey's weakness. I also kind of like Joey's bed scene, too. I feel like that kind of harkened back to the original Nightmare with Glenn getting sucked into the I bed. Really I really like the water bed scene. scene. Like, that was yeah, that I was like actually that. a pretty, pretty dope kill. Um, but later on, we do... Kristen ultimately does die. But she does. where Alice's character steps into play is her brother, Ricky. Can I just... Can we just talk about Ricky? Oh, Ricky, love- you're so fun. You're so fun. You blow my mind. Hey, Ricky. I love his character so much. Yes, I know it's Mickey. For those of you who are like, nah. <laughs> Calm down. Um, Rick's, Rick's character is just everything. I love his character so much. I've loved his character in this. Oh, he just does. Also, his his death scene, though, is very disappointing. Yeah. Um, it was very anticlimactic. You know what, though? But you find out. The scene that they originally wanted to shoot with the elevator, that that was supposed to be the whole scene. Um, like, the bottom of the elevator was supposed to drop out, and, like, that was how he died. But, you know, the, the budget that they had for the production on three, they were like, yeah, we don't have any more money. So you guys are just going to have to figure it out with the practical effects. <laughs> All the budget for practical effects from New Line Cinema we spent on Dream Warrior, so y'all can figure it out. <laughs> it just, it's what it kind of seems like. Even though there were some, there actually were some cool scenes in for the pizza scene. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. That pizza scene is fucking great. It was that it's fu- it's fucking amazing. Um, 
what's another one? Oh, the cockroach scene. You can you can't forget the cock. That scene is amazing. They did amazing. They did a great job with what they had. That's for that's oh for my sure. god, her arms busting out, and then she turns it. I was kind of like, the fuck. When he crushes the Roach Motel box, though. Oh my god, I, mean, I, like, I can't. It, that it, it's. I appreciate that scene so much more now. I was like, that is a really great kill. I actually really, really, really like that a lot. I real, I really. That is did. one thing about Freddy that I truthfully. This is why he's like literally my second favorite dude. You never know how someone's gonna die. It's it's no. so creative and off. Even the ones that are stupid are so creative and off the wall that I'm like, I even have to hand it to you. It's still creative. And they never repeat each other. They never do. They never repeat each other. Ever. Yeah. The kills are always original and different and you just, you never know how they're going to happen. And I love that. Um, I love that. But, uh, yeah. So Kristen ends up getting up with Alice and Alice has a... Oh, okay. So Kristen's power was that in the first, in the third one, I should say, was that she could travel in and out of people's dreams. She could also pull people people into into her dreams. Mm -hmm. So she gives her power to Alice before she dies. And throughout the film, you start noticing that a lot of things about Alice is changing. She's really shy. She kind of lives in her head. You find out the backstory that her and Rick are now being raised by their dad, who's an alcoholic. Their mom has passed. They have a fractured relationship with him. And Alice is just like really shy, but she starts coming into her own because as more people start to die off, she literally starts to take on their personalities. Take and uh on hey, it's 80s. Me. Also, the the 80s soundtracks in these movies are great <laughs> up until like Freddy's Dead when the switch over that you know that one was in the 90s cuz it's like you notice how the music switches over. Like immediately the music is more 90s than it is 80s. So I, like, much more 90s. I I recognize that immediately. I was like, "Oh, this is Mm. Anyway, um, we'll get into that. Kind of like, mm. but yeah. So Alice starts to really take on everybody and really come into her own. Um, and of course, she starts dating Dan. We that happens uh, later on in the film. But um, it comes to oh, another little fun fact thing I wanted to mention when I talked about. Uh, Bob Shay of New Line owning the rights to Reefer Madness and Polyester, John Waters, the John Waters movie. The theater that Alice goes to, you know, when she's sucked into the screen, if you look at the marquee and even the movie that's playing in the background, it's Reefer Madness. Oh, really? Yeah. Bob Shay owned the rights to it, so why not? You don't have to worry about finding any other movie he already fucking owned. He's like, you know what I own it, I don't care. I'm just just gonna throw that in there. Um, also the fun fact that everybody's been waiting for that I mentioned, probably Mike's been waiting for because he's the only one. Um, Johnny Depp does make a cameo in a later Nightmare movie, which everybody knows Freddy's dead. We'll get into that scene. Everybody knows it. Um, but what most people don't know is prior to Freddy's dead, he did have another quote unquote cameo. Now I am a total fucking weirdo. Don't ask me how I noticed this at the last second. You would literally have to pause it at the frame to notice it. So the scene in the beginning of the film, when Kristen does die, uh, she's having dinner with her mom, her mom. She's like, I just lost two friends and you act like you don't care and yada, yada. You find out her mom put sleeping pills in her drink. 
and she starts stumbling up the stairs as she's falling asleep. She's like, what have you done to me? She gets to her room. She's pulling out drawers. She's, you know, the room is spinning because you know she's like slowly about to, she, or she's quickly about ready to pass out from all these sleeping pills. And then right before she passes out, she's actually reaching for her phone to call Rick. If you look at the floor, she's got magazines sprawled all, I mean, teenage girl. She's got magazines sprawled all over the floor of her bedroom. On the cover of one of those magazines is Johnny Depp, so. Just wanted to throw I mean, I'm a there. lesbian, and I had a magazine with Johnny Depp on the front. I don't really know. Also, I, it's funny, too, because he ended up in Crybaby and got the John Waters crossover. Apparently, Divine was supposed to be in one of, cameo in one of the later, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street films, but she had unfortunately passed away prior to filming. Um, but yeah, for I I like that for you know kind of continued off of three, um, but then still kept that religious aspect to it, uh, with <clears throat> Alice ending up in the church at the end, um. And kind of seeing these these children as she's feeling like defeated, they're sort of like this angelic heavenly scene. Uh, and the way Freddie's defeated in this one, I actually thought was pretty cool. I I had sort of for some weird reason forgotten about his death scene, kill scene in this one. But watching it again, I was like, this is actually kind of fucking cool. And then watching the behind the scenes of how they shot it. With like this giant Freddy chest, and they had these actors like pushing as like they were the souls inside of his body, and then the little hands like coming out and they're grabbing his mouth and like pulling. I was like, that is actually a really fucking cool scene. <laughs> like I had forgotten all about it. Um, I'll be honest with you, a lot of these movies kind of they do like they overlap. just like meld into each other besides um, the holy trifecta they all just kind of blend together for me um besides but yeah, two that's that's all i really i'm trying to what would you what would you give this one oh a couple more one more thing i wanted to say about four oh, i totally forgot about this um the reason why this is actually a i should have mentioned this the reason why there wasn't a script, there actually was a valid reason. So that year, there was a writer strike. Oh. So yeah. Very valid reason why there was no script. I totally fucking forgot about that. I'm glad I saw those notes. I was like, oh yeah, there was a writer strike. Okay, well that explains That That it. would be why there was no writing. That's, yeah. There was no writer. No writer. No writing. No writers. Strike one. I still think they did a decent job. I liked it. I, I, liked, I liked it. it. I liked it. Um, I'm trying to see where I rank it, though. I give it a 6.5. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate okay. it. Yeah. I liked it. It gets a point five because of the fact that it followed the best one. Yeah, it and did. It, it, it tried did. to do its yeah, best. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. <laughs> Yeah, I'll get, yeah, 6.5. I agree with that. I think that's a good one. So we are now on to, that was Dream Dream Master. And now we are on to Dream Child. Uh, Also the uh, 
title comes from a uh, poem that Alice's mother used to tell her about how to combat your dreams. Um, this rhyme about a dream master. Um, Ooh, and this then, got a thirty-one percent on Dream Child. And a 5.2 on IMDb, which actually isn't terrible, but 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. Although it got an 83% with audience scores. So. Yeah, five, um, you know, five wasn't terrible. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't like this one. <laughs> I, I don't. There's a couple kills in it I like quite a bit. Yeah, so my my thing, so five was do, was directed by Stephen Hopkins. And uh, he also directed Predator 2. Um, oh, and the first season of 24. It's a pretty good show. Um, oh, Jack Bauer. So Lisa <laughs> Wilcox and uh, Dan, Dan, come back. Um, so Alice and Dan uh, are now about to have a baby. Alice is pregnant. Uh, they've graduated high school, whole new set of friends. Also, can we just mention that we get one black person that actually lives at the end of a movie because they did kill Kincaid in the fourth one, so... Um, Wait, are you talking about her friend? Her friend. She doesn't she, live. Yeah, she does. She lives at the end. At the very end when they're holding the baby and she's sitting there in the grass and her dad comes over. Oh, yeah. I was like, uh, she got the life sucked out of her. That was in the fourth one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that See, black, I told you. That black friend they you. killed, but the black friend in the fifth one no, they kept right. alive. You're right. So yeah, yeah. Four, sorry guys, four and five blend. They do real bad with they me. blend, and they <laughs> they're literally within a year of each other. Again, eighty eight, eighty nine, like they boom, blend within a within a year of each other. Um, the one thing that I so Dan's kill scene is fucking incredible. Yes, that motorcycle scene yes. is. Fucking amazing. That is, again, practical effects. That it, it is had so a very Terminator cool. feel to oh it. Oh my I liked god, that. it did. I liked that a lot. Oh, big time. The wires and the skin and the cyborg kind of thing. And the, oh, I fucking loved that scene. Also, again, I really love how they keep the religious aspect. They bring back Amanda Kruger. Um... They literally show Freddie's birth, even though, can I say, I really didn't care for that. The Freddie baby and the whole- It looked like I seed. really didn't- It, it oh. looked like Glenn. Y'all, listen. At maybe the end that's of Bride- why, Maybe that's why I didn't like it so much. Now at the end of Bride that, of Chucky, that thing that comes out of Tiffany, that's what Freddie looks like. I- Oof. God, maybe that's why I didn't like it so much. Now looking back, except he's right. just a lot longer and has a weirder head. It, yeah, I, I didn't like that scene. I didn't, I didn't like. like that. But now the, now the one prior to it, I do like that they have Alice dressed up as the nun, in, in. So they actually show you that scene that they mention in three. They show you it in five, where she's locked in there, but it's Alice as Amanda. And they're doing the count and the guys leave. And she's going, no, 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 I'm still in here. And one of the maniacs is Robert England. I fucking loved how they did that. I know. So I'm like, that's Freddy's dad. There he is. <laughs> like, we know it's that one. Um, and that scene is actually pretty scary. Again, hearing the backstory, most of the, most of the guys in that scene were not actors. They were extras. Mm -hmm. And Robert said, like, they got kind of crazy. Like, when they yelled, like, even uh, Lisa Wilcox said in the interview, she's like, I was actually, like, when you see that look of terror on my face, I was genuinely terrified. Because a lot of these guys were, like, 
I was like, uh. She was probably had, like, These Robert, are... like, off the side, like, um, hey, um. Oh, he was, like, shoving them. <sighs> yeah, because they were getting, like, rowdy. a little too much. Like, okay, you guys need to calm the fuck down. Um, so, yeah, her, her friend Yvonne, uh, that's the one. So, the whole aspect of, like, Yvonne has to get, uh, Amanda's remains and, you know, they, because she's in the church and, because that's the story. So, Amanda killed herself after giving birth to Freddie. Um, so they, I like that. They keep the whole religious aspect. They, they bring Amanda's character into play with his mom because Alice is becoming a mother. Um, things are happening while Alice is awake and she's having visions. Well, because she realizes, and this part I actually did like because the woman, so a woman wrote the script, which again, women, they really give women a lot with the Nightmare franchise, and I really appreciate that. And the the woman that wrote the script mentioned that she was pregnant at the time. And, you know, the thought of, you know, being a first-time mother and something trying to attack your baby inside of you. You're so vulnerable, and you're so, like, hearing that aspect about it gave me a kind of a newfound respect for the film, because I... I do like that. I did like that in terms of as a mother thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to protect my child. I have to protect my child. And Alice has that coming from all sides. You know, there's that scene where Dan's parents come in and they're like, well, we don't think you're stable enough to take. Oh, I love that Like they're trying to take her baby away from her. Freddie's trying to take her baby away from her. Like there's so many things fighting against her for her to protect her her child. Um, So you have that dichotomy of, of Amanda being this mother that gives birth to this horrible thing and Alice being a mother and on the flip of that, wanting to give birth and protect her child. Um, I didn't really like the little boy, Jacob, that like that kind of was weird. So like there's elements of this movie that I feel like there's just a few little things that they could have cleaned up that I feel like would have made me like this a lot more. Um, yeah, there's, like, the one, Greta's death is great. I should say that. The comic book death was kind of weird to me, um, but Greta's death I thought was really cool. Uh. Remind me, what was her death? She's, she was supposed to be that supermodel and her mom's like. That's right. That's right. You know, having this big dinner and she falls, they're like, you have to impress our guest, Greta. Like, that, that mother is so iconic in that scene. And her face is all, and Freddie's hand feeding her this shit, and her face is all blown up, and it is that's, that's great. that scene's fucking insane. Apparently, though, a part that they cut, which fucking MPAA, um, Freddie was supposed to actually cut her open and be feeding her insides to herself. Oh, that would have been dope. And you see the uncut scene in Never Sleep Again. It See, I haven't really seen a full Never Sleep Again, really so I need to watch that. It was really fucking cool. And I was, but, you know, fuck the MPAA. We talked about them a lot in the Friday the 13th franchise. The Motion Picture Association of America fucked a lot of horror films in the 80s, so, you know. Um, but, you know, five, five I remember that. I remember that kid being the duck face kid in Full House that went like yeah. this all the time. Oh my god, he really was. He really was. Um... But yeah, you know, it, 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 she had her baby. The baby was fine. Black friend lived at the end. Woohoo! Um, we should also say that, uh, the, 
the guy who played uh, Alice's father does come back in this one, and he is now sober. He's cleaned up. He's going to AA meetings. He's ready to be the the grandpa that that she needs to, and and the father that she needs to be in her life. But um, yeah, you know, uh, it wasn't terrible. I I do like that three, four, and five pretty much tied into each other. They. They kept the religious aspects. They kept certain characters. They they kept the Amanda, you know, his mother. They they Freddie's mother. They tied a lot of that into. So I I I don't think four and five get a lot of love. But if you go back and watch three, four, and five together as a whole, I I think you start to appreciate four and five more. Um, but again, that was hard. They they had a lot to live up to with three and. I had a lot more problems with five than I did four, so that's why I rank five a tiny bit lower. What did we end up giving four? I gave four a 6.5. 6.5. What do you I give five? I give five a 5.5. Yeah. I really didn't like it. I think that's, I, you know what, Couple actually I give it a six. I like. I give it a six. I actually give it a six. Uh, I think the more I think about the plot and, and I, I do like the plot. Um, there's just, there's a lot of kills I didn't really care for. I didn't really like that little boy. Uh, but, you know, good practical effects. Again, Freddy's makeup keeps getting better. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I, I give it a six. I give it a six. I did. I think it's, it's a good, it's a good means. solid six. I should also say, I don't hate any of these movies in this franchise. I don't hate Even the, even the one I rank the lowest, I don't hate it. I, I, cause I love Freddy, you know? They have Freddy in them. So if they have Freddy in them, they win. Like, that's how I feel. I don't hate Child's Play 3 and that's the worst, in my opinion, of that <laughs> franchise. It's, it's really hard to watch, but I don't hate it. <laughs> um... This one actually didn't gross as much as the previous one. Started to take a pretty steep decline, as they said in the box offices. This one only grossed $22 million. Um, so it's followed up. Uh, they gave it a couple of years. Waited till 1991 to release but Freddy's wait. Dead. Oh, that's right. We have an in-between. Thank you, you for have, reminding don't, me. Don't forget your in-between. Um, now, I'm going to let Becky talk about this one, guys, because I never watched the series, and to be quite honest, I didn't know there was a series until like a year ago. So I still haven't even seen it. I'll go through it pretty quick, guys. Um, so because they do mention it on the documentary, and it, it should be mentioned because Freddy, you know, and Friday the 13th got a series. So um, and there are a few things to put in here uh, just re related to the series as a whole. So Freddy's Nightmares uh, oh, excuse me. was actually released in between five and six, uh, it aired for three seasons from 1988 to 1990. Uh, it was told as a horror anthology. So basically in the same vein as Tales from the Crypt, which you find out later after the show was canceled, the entire cast and crew went over and started Tales from the Crypt not long after that. Because it's basically about the same, except you've got the Crypt Keeper instead of Freddy. You have the hiccups now. It's great. Um, it's okay. Toby Hooper directed the pilot episode. I did want to mention that. Um, Mick Garris directed a couple of episodes. So, you know, those directors that we all know from horror had input in the uh, Freddy series. Um, unfortunately, New Line really didn't put a lot into it. And I think that's a big part of the reason why it just didn't hold. Um, also, just 
a lot of subject matter they wanted to take on. You could not have on regular TV. A lot of scenes had to be cut. A lot of scenes weren't aired in certain parts of the country. Um, you know, for better or for worse, it, it is what it was. And for richer, uh, for poor. You know, and Freddie had a. You know, by the time the third one came out, maybe even the fourth one. Freddie merchandising was literally everywhere. So, I mean, you you capitalize, you you strike while the iron's hot, and why the fuck not give him his own series? You know, like, let's do it. Um, the, the pilot episode was pretty cool, though, the one that Toby Hooper directed. It, it goes into, like, the whole, you know, it goes into Freddie's trial and, you know, about the technicality of him being released. So they, they go into Freddie's backstory, even though it's not about Freddie, it's just about different stories that are that are within Springwood, Ohio. So it still takes place in Springwood, but the stories aren't about Freddie. He's just kind of the storyteller. Um, another thing I did want to mention, too, is that Brad Pitt originally auditioned for Mark Patton, the Jesse role in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. He obviously didn't get it, but later showed up in one of the first season episodes of Freddy's Nightmares. So Brad Pitt did ultimately become a part of the franchise. Um, I watched it because a few years ago it was on Chiller, which was a cable horror network that started to air the show. Um, and then they stopped around 2013. Apparently the El Rey network, which was started by Robert Rodriguez, uh, now since 2015 has been airing the show in, in reruns. Um, if you guys like Freddy, if you're a fan, a fan of Tales from the Crypt, I I liked it. I, I thought those scenes in between where Freddy would introduce the stories were really funny and I, I I liked it. And I think I think if anybody is able to see it, it's 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 worth watching. Cause you know, it kind of fits into the it fits into the nightmare history. So um but now we move on to this one. Um <laughs> So, Freddy's Dead uh, was dead. supposed to be the final nightmare. <laughs> it was the sixth and supposed to be the final installment of the Nightmare series. Came 4. out in 99. On IMDb. Yeah. And a 39%. Oh, wait. No, that's not a great. 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nine. No love lost. On this one at all um and again like i mentioned earlier rachel rachel uh talala directed this one uh she's been a long long time career with new line and had a lot to do with a lot of the earlier uh freddie movies she was there from the very beginning and uh i'm, I'm glad that you know didn't like this one but i'm glad be, knowing her backstory i'm Glad she was finally able to direct a film. I'm glad she directed um, it, that's for sure. Um, the acting of the main actress and the guy who you thought was Freddy's kid yeah. at first, atrocious. Both of them. Terrible. Honestly, I drank through this film. I had only seen it once prior to rewatching it again for this podcast, and I remembered why. No also, I needed alcohol for it. Although, like we talked about, the ear, the the deaf, um, the hearing aid kill scene yeah, is, is scene. dope. So that he's played by Ricky Dean Logan, um, Lisa Zane, who we ultimately find out is Freddie's daughter. 
uh, plays Maggie, a.k.a. Catherine. Um, of course she's a Catherine. Right. Uh, <laughs> Yafet Kodo, who is, again, one of these amazing character actors that have been in everything. He plays Doc. I love his character. I, I, I hate yeah. that they didn't give a lot of attention to him in the film. Um, Leslie Dean plays Tracy. She's one of my favorites. Uh, Sean Greenblatt plays the John Doe character who has amnesia that we think is Freddy's child, but we find out he was just trying to lure kids back to Springwood. Um, so the whole point of Freddy's dead, like I mentioned, is that, that kind of, I feel like Freddy versus Jason sort of tied into was that most, if not all of the Springwood, uh, Elm Street kids are dead now. And the only kid that made it out was this John Doe character. And that's why the whole time he thinks it's because he was Freddy's kid. But really, Freddy was using him because since all the kids in Springwood are gone, he needs a new batch of kids to remember him. Because if you don't remember Freddy, then Freddy doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and this John Doe ends up at this like group home and he meets these other kids. Uh, it's kind of funny because Brecken Meyer, who I will always remember from Clueless... Uh, I think this is one of his early, early films. He plays the typical stoner character that you had to just kind of start throwing in 90s Also, why did he have George Washington um, hair? I don't know. I think it was like an... Honestly, it looked like he was in that in-between stage, like he was growing it out. Mm. And for anybody that knows that in-between stage when you're growing out your fucking hair, it is literally the worst. Oh, yeah. You can't do anything with your hair. No. Nothing. If I ever decide to grow my hair back out, I'm just going to die. You're like, no. I'll just wear hats at all times. All the time. It's 90 degrees. I don't care. (laughs) You don't want to see what's underneath this It is literally a fro. It is bad um yeah it's i think that's what was going on i think he had like this in-between haircut and they were like this is what we're doing um a lot of cameos in the movie uh tom arnold and roseanne out of nowhere uh actually no i don't think out of nowhere if you grew up in the 90s the the show roseanne was at its height in 91 so i mean let's have her and her then husband tom arnold be in the movie fuck it why not um johnny depp of course johnny depp comes back and his little you know this is your brain this is your brain bust you in the face with the pan um I kinda that was kind of funny i kind of that was, was kinda funny too because i was actually. like um you're dead <laughs> um alice cooper of all things there's this really great i i do kind of like the going back and Freddy's psyche and seeing him as a kid. This is like the only thing I'll give this movie besides uh, Carlos's death scene because that was fucking amazing. Um, I like going back in his childhood. I like seeing him as a kid. Uh, like, like you know, you already know Bastard Son of a Hundred Maniacs. Then, you know, you see him as this kid and he kills the class pet and then you see him as a teenager and he's cutting himself and he's already at this point that he's sadistic and alice cooper is his stepdad he starts beating him and he's like laughing because he wants to feel the pain and so kind of this like transgression of how or not transgression i'm sorry that's if you're going backwards but just kind of how things are like how freddie ultimately becomes freddie um that's about all i'll give the movie i i did like that but um they're just honestly besides 
Carlos's kill. I, I love that Tracy character, though. I, I do have to say that. Because there was something mentioned on the documentary like that um, <clears throat> she actually had repressed being sexually assaulted in her own life. And that scene that she shot in the movie, it like literally brought all of those memories back. And I'm like, whoa, that's, that's fucking crazy. Cause she played that role to a T. Um, you know, like her father abused her and she did a great job as far as acting. She did great. She was great. Um, but yeah, that, uh, the acting and the, the plot was kind of, I could have handled the plot if the acting was at least yeah watchable. I, 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 I think what starts to, again the same issues that I had with Freddy Two is what happens with this one. Like the ending just kind of goes off the rails. Like, I, okay, it's the '90s. They tried to throw the 3D element in there. We had the also. I didn't care for the CGI effects they did. I will give too. them this. That was one of the first films to ever use CGI. A lot of people don't know that. So I'll, I'll at least yeah, give I'll the give Freddy franchise thing. this, that the Freddy franchise introduced us to CGI as bad as it. Well, CGI, we can't really say it was bad. It's then, not that the CGI was bad. I didn't like that they used it. You have well, all these movies with yeah, practical effects. That's true. Yeah. The entire Why didn't franchise. Why did you just use practical effects? Use practical effects the whole time until this one scene where, I don't know. I mean, I guess they were trying to... I understand to... with the Nintendo scene, doing practical effects for that would have been very difficult. And I understand why they wouldn't have done it. It's just... I don't hate CGI in horror films. Some horror films, it's fantastic and it really works. It's just, I love the practical effects of Freddy so much. It kind of took me out of the film. A lot actually took me out of the film, but <laughs> that was... Oh, yeah, the, the power... Okay, yeah, because that was a whole big thing. Nintendo... That would have been hard to Bob... do. They were like, they were like, we can't call it a power glove because we'll get in Bob's like, fuck it. And so they just left it in and... Bob's like, fuck it. We're not changing it. And lo and behold, they ended up selling a million of them because of the fucking movie and Nintendo I don't think like, Nintendo cared. They were like, cool. They're like, we're not going to sue because... People hated this before, and now they love it, because Freddy. Thanks. It's great. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, it just, again, like, one of the things that I did not like about it was I, it's just, like, it ran, the ending ran off the rails, like, two did. It just was, it was like, uh, uh, the weird demons and the, the 3D glasses and the, you know, like I said, the only part I liked was going back throughout his childhood. Like, that was <clears throat> it. And then... Yeah, I, and then again, they where three did give Freddy a personality, but he was still scary. This one, he was not scary. They made him goofy, and like yeah. that was kind of weird. <clears throat> where I was like, this was the first time where I was like, okay, Freddy isn't scary. Like this isn't. He's not scary in this at all, and and. That had a big thing to do with me. Like, I really, that kind of pissed me off. Because I was like, it took, it took away from, again, like, two did. It's like, you made, you, you made him less scary. And that's not, you, like, took him out of his element. Um, so, yeah, I, and again, the, the acting is atrocious. 
It's I honestly terrible. don't like this movie like at all. I've seen it twice now, and that's probably gonna be about it. <laughs> just, it's just that's it. I mean, it is what it is. It uh, I didn't hate it, but it is my least favorite in the franchise, only yeah. because it just. I don't know. Like is I said, your stomach. It's my stomach. <laughs> For the reasons, like I said, yeah, we got all kind of bodily function noises going on on the podcast tonight. Between burps and hiccups in my stomach, we're just letting it all out. We are falling apart. We're letting it all out. Um. So, uh, to the sum, I try to give some good with these though, but really, to the to what really ultimately did it for me with this was, uh, I I just I didn't like the acting. Freddie was goofy as hell, and I really didn't fucking like that at all. Uh, and then again, the ending just started, just kind of started to fall off the rails. Um, really my favorite part was them replaying all of the movies from the beginning over the credits. That, uh, that I really, really liked that. I really liked that I liked part. That. And that was over the fucking credits. And the movie was over. I was like, oh, I like this part. The movie's over. So what do you rate this film? Oh, God. Um, a 5.2 was being super fucking nice. Uh, mm. Y'all, I'm going to give it, I'm going to say mine. I'm giving it a three. And that's being nice. I give it a four because I'm being really nice. I gave it a three. I ain't going any higher than a three. I, I can't go. Oh, I can't go a five. Like when I saw five point two, I was like, "Oh my god, you cannot go for over. IMDb, especially because IMDb cannot, is shitty with movies." You cannot go over a fucking five with this movie. Like I, I'm no, no, it just no, no, <laughs> literally no. Um, no. So, yeah, like we said, this was supposed to be the end of the franchise. The marketing behind it, I thought, was actually really fucking funny. Um, They held an actual mock funeral for Freddy at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in L.A. And all of the original cast from the movies showed up. Uh, they show it on Never Sleep Again. It's great. I love it. They have That's like amazing. they have a casket and everything. They have everybody there. Like wet, all everybody shows up. They're all crying. They, oh my god, That's amazing. It was so awesome. I was like, okay, at least the marketing was really good for this because I I think at that point they were like, okay, I there's there's no more we can do with Freddie. We're done. Freddie's dead. Freddie's not coming back. Rachel Talali even said famously in an interview, she was asked if Freddie's coming back. And she said, no, 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 no. no. Oh, really? Well, oh, Rachel. Really? Well, Rachel. Have we got a show for you? Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> because New Nightmare. Oh, yeah. Is in fucking incredible. Not to mention how amazing it, amazingly written it is. And I love the concept. I love the concept of it being real. Everything. Like, it's just Heather. Just Heather. 
So it came God. out. In, Can we just talk about how yeah. hot Heather Langenkamp is in this film? It came out in 1994. <laughs> um, exactly 10 years after the original film. Um, it would be the seventh installment in the series. And it, it, look, it brought Wes Craven back. I mean, that Wes right Craven there. Wes Craven is in it. That right there. But, um, you know, and I do, it just, I, I think two things that, that really brought it to its credit is that, A, you had an actual earthquake going on in LA. Mm-hmm. I mean, like news footage and things they were showing as they're driving past where there's, you know, buildings and, and highways and stuff like that all cracked and fallen in. That was real. I mean, like, think about how much you saved it effects with that. And that was all just because there was an actual fucking earthquake that happened. Wes was like, like, oh, this was kind of... I have a great idea. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> we can save so much money on this film. So, like, just earthquake. Blame it on Freddie. Um, and also the fact that they brought so many elements of Heather's real life into this. I love this. that. Uh, oh my god, I love that. She's married to a special effects artist. You know, they they include that in the film. Um, Can she's we talk a mother about who at the time. Her son though. Nico Hughes. It's Gage. That was his name, right? Yeah. Okay, I was like, wait, was that his name? <laughs> Fucking creepy ass The most kid. adorable child from horror ever. That's what I call Also Nico the creepiest Hughes. fucking kid. Well, he was creepy as Fuck and Pat Sematini. He was creepy in this too. He was cute. But he was also creepy. He had his moments. Okay, he had his moments. When he was like watching the TV and being all fucking weird and shit. Remember where house is, right? Just across the freeway. I'm sorry, he was cute. He was his little PJs. He was so cute. Um, oh my god, when he was screaming when he You ever played Skin the Cat and he screamed. I was like, oh my God, child, I am there. Which, look, can I just tell y'all that even now this Freddy scares the fucking dog shit out of me? I think his design is so dope in this movie. Oh my God. It's so dope. This is the first Freddy that genuinely scared me out of any of them in the franchise. Because, again, they, they kept with the religious element. Because, really, at the end of it, Freddy's a demon. That's what he is. That's how Wes even describes him. He, it's didn't they say something the, about him being a dream demon? Or he, that's because like that? that's what he is. I mean, he's <clears throat> the embodiment of 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 evil, and he's but he's coming. But you know, it almost sort of made me think about. Um, it did make me think of it, sort of. You know, like... Well, he was kind of talking about it like that when he was explaining it to Pennywise Heather. isn't Pennywise. He's just... This right. is what they see him as, but he's just this ancient evil. I mean, that's kind of what the and book describes him as. Right, and and, and that's ex- and that's the way Wes is describing Freddy as this as this ancient evil. And it just... I mean, every, oh, also, we should also say at the time, Heather did have an actual stalker. That was something else they played into the movie. These letters she was getting, the phone calls, and she, her, her, as herself in the film was saying, like, I think it's that stalker again. Ends up being Freddy. Ends up actually being Freddy. And look, from someone, coming from someone who had an actual stalker at one point in my life, that shit is fucking terrifying. I almost kind of would have rather it have been Freddy, not even gonna. I don't know about that. <laughs> would have been a lot easier to get rid of. Um, That's true. You just gotta go. Lord Jesus, I smell you. And then you're done. He's done. And holy water and holy water, and you're good. And you're done. <laughs> it's over. Um, 
But yeah, they they played so into the like terror of thinking someone's like thinking she actually has a stalker and and that in itself is terrifying because you feel like they're everywhere and you can't get away from them and then and then it's like it's actually fucking Freddy and I'm I'm t- y'all that fucking Fre- I don't give a fuck what anybody says this Freddy is fucking terrifying fucking terrifying there's no glove it's a skeletal hand with knives coming out of the fucking fingers like Oh my God, that, oh, oh, when he pops out of that closet, it gets me every motherfucking time. Every time. He's like, hey, I'm oh. <laughs> I also loved so much, like, seeing Heather and Robert's relationship in this movie. Oh my God, can we because, talk about like, it? Because, like, he, he's so just, and, and I got to see this in real life. Like, I got to, because their tables were, like, right next to each other. <laughs> And seeing how much love those two have for each other. Because you gotta think. I met them however many years ago that was. And they still, like, he's so protective of her. And it's adorable to see it. How much they love each other. And it's just, I'm like, you guys have known each other since she was, what, 20? Yeah. And he was, like, he's, I don't know how much older than her he is. He is the same age as my father. So it's very much, it's very <laughs> it's much a, so it's a probably father, daughter, a father-daughter relationship. Father, daughter relationship. They're yeah. so cute. I love them. They're so sweet. Beautiful and seeing it in a film like that, like, and then she's like, you gotta play Nancy one last time. And she's like, oh. <laughs> why? <laughs> she's like, I don't really? want to. Really? Um, <laughs> really. Uh, yeah. Again, like. I mean, also, the screw your pass ode was great. Look, so like, so many Can't little wait. things that Talk they throw into the, the movie. But but uh, before we go there, like <laughs> the little, if if you're a fan of the franchise and the little things that they sprinkle in there that you know, like bringing Lin Shay's character back and screw your hall pass and everybody remembers that screw from the your first, from the first film. <laughs> like, it's just are, are you supposed to be back here? Is it? Oh, and the babysitter. I fucking that scene where she she acts where she sticks Dylan with the needle and she goes. Now I know what's in this one. Now I know what's in that one. But you know what's in this one, or you know what's gonna happen when I stick you with it, because I will. <laughs> that nurse. Can I just say? I think she quit. That <laughs> I think she walked out. That bitch was so jumpy, and then. That shit happened, and then if you remember, remember when Heather does show up, she like punches her in the stomach, like elbows her. I'm like, that bitch quit. That, that nurse night. was like, I did not sign that up. That nurse this was shit. like, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> this bitch is talking about Freddie. She fucking this bitch about to stick me with a needle. Like I did not ask for any of this. Literally didn't ask for this. Also, fun fact: if you guys didn't oh realize this, the woman who plays the babysitter, um, if you have seen the Scream series. On MTV, she plays Emma's mom. Nice. Fun fact for you, which was a nice little ode to Wes Love Craven. How Wes Love how that he was that. unfortunately had pretty much passed by the time that series came out. But I do love the little odes that they pay him in the series because I recognized her when I, I've I've seen New Nightmare a million times, but when oh, I same. saw her younger, I was like, Oh my god. She said the screen, oh my god. <laughs> well, and I think for me too, because of when New Nightmare came out, New Nightmare was actually the first first real Freddy film I ever saw. Oh and yeah, and then started kind of watching them because I was a little little kid. Freddy scared the 
fuck out of me. You guys gotta remember these movies I mean, came out. These movies came out when I was a kid when good I was reason. born. And I remember even by the time like I mean, even as terrible as we think Freddy's Dead is now, by the time Freddy's Dead came out, was that ninety one? That we said ninety one. I was six. And I remember my cousins coming back from the theater and seeing it. And, like, even the commercials scared me. Like, I was fucking terrified of Like I said, within good reason, yeah. you're a kid. And I'm like, he can come in my fucking... Also, I had a reoccurring nightmare for about two years of my childhood that was in black and white. Where I would run to uh, this corner of my street and I would look down the road and I would always see Freddy down the road. And no matter what I did, he would always come closer and closer to me. And it was almost like sleep paralysis where I couldn't move. Oh my God. And the dreams were always in black and white, except for the red of his sweater. That was the only thing that was in color in the entire dream. It actually sounds like an art piece. And I had the real examples. Now now looking back on it, I'm like, it's actually kind of beautiful. Because I'm an adult and I'm like, yeah, I kind of would want that. It's like an actual. I was like, I kind of want to ask someone to draw that. (laughs) Um, Can we talk about that, that painting that Robert England does in New Nightmare? Like, I want that anybody know where they're selling that pro i want <laughs> i for real want, right like, i'm not even playing i fucking want that i really i'm want sure that. someone's made an art print of that somewhere where you can get the print of it but yeah the doctor miss like miss like you have to do her voice because it sounds so spot on it was freaking me out the other night like i can't even has your child watched any of your films miss like <laughs> How she says her name. Langenkamp. That's because she does it the whole Langenkamp. Miss Langenkamp. <laughs> Miss Langenkamp. We must cut this evil out of it. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> oh my god. That fucking doctor, that woman is iconic. I don't even think she meant for her character. I don't think she did. At all. But she like, she is iconic in that film. <laughs> she is. Iconic. And it's all in the, this like a cat. Like, just, she just, the she way she say. always, she always talks like she's in a, like this. <laughs> dramatic. Miss Langen, so dramatic. Miss Langenkamp. <laughs> we must keep him overnight. Miss <laughs> Langenkamp. Took an awful nasty spill, Miss Langham. <laughs> she was so dramatic. I know, like the whole <laughs> when she talked. Oh my god! And she was pissing me off though, because it's like. But I love that that she was. But you was had so to have angry, that because I it's loved like her because she was like the one voice of reason, even though Heather's like, "You're fucking stupid. You're not listening to me." And she's like, "Miss Leggencap." <laughs> But I mean, as stuff started falling off the rails, you're like, what in the fuck is happening? Because there's so much going on with, you know, her her husband dies and it's, you know, it's Freddie and the son is like, oh my God, that scene when he climbs to the top of that tower and he's like, God didn't want me. Can we not do this right now? I also love that they brought John back. Oh my God, that scene with them at the... At the park together, and they're having this. Oh God! It that was that was amazing. That and the whole amazing. fact at the end of the movie where he called her Nancy, and she said, "You called me Nancy," and he said, "He's something. like, why do you keep calling me John?" 
And then when he pulls away, she <laughs> said, okay, real- daddy. And I was like. And then you realize like, oh, fuck. And she goes, okay, daddy. And, and then he drives like, away and she's in wearing the car, same wearing the- outfit that she wore in the original. And when she turns pajamas. around, there's the house. And I yep. was like, oh my God. <laughs> well, because, uh, oh, Rex, his. Can we talk about Rex? <laughs> The most underrated character <laughs> is in this entire franchise because he saved, what's her son's name? Dylan. Dylan. He saved life. Dylan from Freddy. So apparently, um, Miko has one of the Rexes and Wes had the other one. Wes, Wes kept Rex. That, I'm fine. I died when I saw that. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Um, oh my god, that's my breathing. <laughs> You're like, I'm okay. Look how perfect that is. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, the Hansel and Gretel story. That that's another thing that's amazing that they tied yeah. that that into the end of the story. Because I mean, that story and it's Grimm's fairy tales are fucking terrifying. They're grim. Yes. <laughs> Grim. I mean, they are. Um, so on yeah, IMDb, you got fucking... a 6.5 out of 10. No. 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, IMDb sucks kind of. when it comes yeah, to rate. Fuck you, though. IMDb. Fucking. Um, this movie was amazing. It was such a great was add everything. to the to the franchise. It the odes. It, it does. brought Wes back. It brought the original cast back. Even like even them going through the studios and you're seeing like watching the documentary you're seeing at, that was at new line studios yep. those are actual people that have dedicated themselves to the company for decades um seeing bob shay you know bob's gotta be in the movies bob is like the stephen king of this franchise bob puts himself in every one of these movies um you know, they go to Bob's office and it's like, oh, you got to come back and play Nancy again. And then, like, you know, like you said, the whole interaction with, with her and Robert and Wes he, or, and them at the, oh God, that scene with Wes. Ugh. That was amazing. Makes me just miss him even more. But it was just great. Everything about it was great. And again, like I said, this Freddy was genuinely fucking scary. Still, still even now, like watching it again. When he pops out of that closet, when he's killing the babysitter, and he looks at Dylan, he goes, you ever played Skin the Cat? And he screams. I mean, that is terrifying. That's terrifying. They 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 pulled all the stops out with this, Freddie. They they made this one the most terrifying. Um, the end with that. Oh, my God, that tongue shoving out. They had to throw that in there again. I feel like I that was an homage that, to the tongue coming out oh, of the yeah. phone in the first one. And he... Well, that actually happened in New Nightmare, the tongue coming out of the phone. That's right. That it actually did. happened. That's right. It did. It did. Um, God, even that scene was creepy because she had her back turned and he goes, hey, and she turns around and he shoots the tongue. I was like, oh my God. I was like, you've seen this movie so many times and you've jumped like 80,000. Look, in that fucking highway scene, look. You guys remember those vines where that one 
Like you're just kind of waiting for a car to hit that kid and go. And Freddy's just kind of watching him like. I didn't even think. That scene is terrifying though. I mean, if you really think about it, looking back, especially putting yourself—I was so scared he was going to get hit. Oh my fucking no! It, not even so much that, like the hundreds of Freddies that start running. I mean, yeah, that too. I'm over here, like I was scared he was going to get hit by a car. I'm terrified of the hundred. Fr- well, and it was across the 101 freeway, and I just would not recommend anybody that lives in LA that they're like, what? Um, yeah, like, that, yeah, that, don't, no. don't do that. Uh, yeah, and then the giant Freddy coming out of the fucking sky. Simba. I'm sorry. It remember. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it, it was, it was a, it was a little bit Lion King vibes. Just a little. I mean, he was walking across the street and I was like, Ichi's time. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so terrible. Guys who are editors. Can someone put the music of Lion King to him walking across that street? We can do that. They can make that. Somebody can make that happen. It'll end up on YouTube. I need that to happen. If someone's not done that yet. We'll go down a dark hole and just, just frantically through YouTube. Like that cat. It's either been, it's either been done or it will be done. It's yeah. You put it out, you put it out in the universe. Somebody's, Somebody's gonna do it. I that. would also like to say I I came up with that. Copyright uh Casper. Don't fuck with you. you um, are. Also, the last thing I wanna say too that I think even added more to how fucking terrifying this was is the end credits. If nobody happened to notice that, they give Freddy his own billing in the credits. They go Freddy Krueger himself. I was like, okay, y'all got me all the way fucked up. <laughs> Right? Because they put Robert England like Robert as Robert England, England as Robert England and then Freddy Krueger as himself. I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> he did what now? The what? <laughs> what? He played what and the who? Yeah, so. Pardon? This one is incredible. Um, what do you rate it? Oh, way higher than a fucking 5.2. Well, that's Jesus. not, that's, it's a six point something. This is um, that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, 10 out of 10 again. I give I, it a 9.5. I, I don't I, know. I can, might be able to give it, I don't know. I can give it a 10. It's so goddamn good. I have to give it a 10. <laughs> I have to. I have I just, to give it I just yeah. have to. Even watching it again, I'm like, there's, there's, I, there's Basically, nothing. any of them that Heather's in. Is a ten. Yeah, they're always good. <laughs> Basically, yes. did we give the first one a ten? No, I gave the first one a nine. Yes. Okay. I think well, I did. close, close enough. It's close. If enough. I didn't, I give it a nine. <laughs> it's it's close enough. You know what I think? You know what I think? Honestly, lost me for the first one that it didn't hit the ten, and I, because I personally didn't didn't care for this scene because I just thought, okay, no, that's not scary at all. The arms stretched out like. Literally, no. <laughs> I mean, literally, no. I feel like you could see the fishing wire. Like, it was ridiculous. I mean, I mean it, it was 1984. It was, it was 1984. Very small budget. I get it. But, no. <laughs> no. No. 
And the and the ending being muddled. Because it wasn't Wes's original ending, it was Bob's ending. They kind of like had to tie them both in together like that. Yeah. Her getting sucked through the window was cool, but Freddie being in the car, I was like, mm. That's why the first one didn't get a perfect score. Eh. Yeah. But Dream Warriors and New Nightmare are perfect. Oh, shit, look. Honestly, they're perfect. I, they I, are. I can't. There's not. I. Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot to mention the third one, how they shot that mirror scene. If people don't realize how incredibly hard oh, yeah. it is to shoot any film where there's mirrors and, and you not be able to see the fucking camera in the goddamn mirror. Like, speaking of mirrors, and this is way off subject, but I just saw this today, so I had to share the Lasser Glass mirror that is an Oculus. If you pay attention, they are in Mike Flanagan's other films. And Haunting of Hill House. It's in the funeral home. It is. And I was like, <laughs> that's the Lasser Glass. It is in the funeral home. What the home. fuck? And it was in... It's in the fucking funeral home. I think it was in Dr. Sleep. Someone said it was. It was either Dr. <gasps> S- it was Dr. Sleep. Someone said it was in Dr. Sleep. I haven't seen Dr. Sleep Oh yet, my so fucking God, <laughs> it is in... Oh my... So just a fun I'm fact. I'm sorry, I was so loud, but I don't want to say anything for anybody. Okay, if you've seen Dr. Sleep, now you're now we're all sitting here going... Yeah, um... Because someone actually took a picture of it from Haunting of Hill House, and there's a, there's you're a right. scene it's where in you're the, looking yeah. in the corner. There, yeah. it is actually in the corner. So he he's putting his lasser glass mirror. Does he have it? Probably. Like, I wonder if he has it. I'm sure he does. They just like you know just randomly. That was super random, but you said mirror, and my brain was like, let's talk about this fun fact <laughs> about know, Mike Flanagan. Do you know I thought you were legitimately going to say that they're selling copies of that fucking mirror, like actual production, and I'd be like, fuck you. I don't, I don't, look, mirrors already fucked me up to begin with. That mirror? No. People, well, it's not the actual mirror. Fuck you. I don't want, I don't even want a reproduction of that mirror in my house. I feel about that mirror the same way terrifying. I feel about the Annabelle doll. Yeah, no. Not the real one. Like, no Raggedy Ann's either, because fuck that. Well, fuck you. But you can buy a replica no. of the Conjuring Annabelle doll, and I'm like, no. I don't want that around no. me. No. No, thank you. No. 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 <laughs> And no Raggedy Ann dolls either. Because it's not fake. What? Because it's not real. <laughs> you just fucked me all the way up. You just said, because it's not fake. I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> she about came out of that chair. Because it's not real, but it's the Literally fact that died. it plays. I don't like, I don't like that. I don't like, and people are like, well, you've got a Chucky doll. Yeah, it was a guy. It was an actual serial killer that moved his body into a doll, not a it, fucking it, demon right. like, that's ruining everyone's lives. Have you seen Annabelle Creation? Because no. Anyway, moving on back to Nightmare yeah, on the Street. Yeah, all, all the no's. Uh... So, um, <laughs> last but not least, of course, the remake that was made in 2010. Um, this Freddy, this movie's just icky. It's not a bad movie. I know we've given this movie a lot of flack in the past talking about it. Yeah, we have. Going back and rewatching it, honest to God, I do not hate it. No. I, I honestly don't. I think it's I actually 
as a standalone film, if no other Freddy's existed, this movie's great. I just don't like him in this movie, in this movie, because he's, he's, (laughs) oh God, I mean, Oh, the pedophilia from this because a lot of like the old films he's a child slasher in this movie he is a pedophile so the kind of unspoken thing throughout the entire freddy franchise which i get a lot of shit for it's like you like a pedophile and i'm like um child killer fuck you they changed it anyway i mean um, yes but so the original concept with freddy krueger is he was supposed to be a child pedophile killer um that he molested the kids and even killed a few of them for telling uh and then you know the parents released on a technicality yada 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 parents burned him up whatever um so now in this one they didn't even tell the police because there's the scene where the guy's like do you really want to put our kids through a trial yep and they just decided no we're gonna take the law into our own hands and believe our kids because there's that whole scene when the kid's like well what if he didn't really do it and you guys Mm -hmm. killed an innocent man and now you've damned us to and he was like well did you even find the case so i like i actually i i like that Like I said, there's so much about this movie that is actually so likable, but it's the fact that they took the original concept that Freddy was supposed to, and the reasoning why Wes decided not to do this is that if anybody remembers, and you can even go back now, in the early 80s, there was satanic panic was insane actually not even throughout the entire 80s even into the early 90s it was it was ridiculous actually specifically around 83 84 there was a church that had come under i don't remember the name but you guys can find the case it was really famous where there was a rash of kids that had accused this church of having this satanic pedophile ring and it all ended up being bullshit like none of it was uh, what was so crazy is a lot of these stories that came out were completely unfounded. These kids had lied. The parents had lied. It was really crazy. So, you know, with that going on in the 80s, they were like, oh, no, let's not bring yeah. a pedophilia no, at all. Even though it bad. is funny that they mentioned in the documentary that the, fu- the, the more popular that Freddie got when the merchandising started to happen, they had Freddie kids PJs. I mean, I'm wearing pants. I mean, but they were for kids, though. Yeah. Like, the guy that was supposed to be a child pedophile, let's put him, let's put the kids in his fucking PJ. Because one of the guys said that would literally be the equivalent of, like, come on, kids, get in your Charlie Manson PJ. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my fucking God, dude. Like, that's, yeah, I mean, it kind of basically is the same. So I appreciate the fact that the writers of the remake decided, um, hey, we're, we're doing it. This is the 2000s. We're putting it in there. We are making him a pedophile. And boy, Woo! did they. Um, this movie's dark. It is so <laughs> disturbing. Okay, so one line I will say, because I'll just come right out and say it, and because I was I was telling my husband about it. He he hasn't seen the remake, and I told him about this specific line, and even it even made him sick. So the 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 final showdown with nancy oh my god i know what line you're talking when about oh she, she's in her dream and they found the place where he was doing this to the kids when they were little kids and 
she's in the same dress that she wore when she was a little girl and she's laying in bed and Freddie's like on top of her and she's saying no 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 and he's oh my god I almost want to vomit saying this he goes your mouth says no but your body says yes I almost got sick like I even saying it I felt my stomach turn my I almost threw up when I saw the movie even watching it again and hearing him say that I was like oh no I'm gonna when we say shoot. they made him a pedophile oh yeah no they they legit if yeah. you look in the background and you see drawings because Nancy's an artist that's one thing can I also say how I love that this that they made this whole cast that like these new Elm Street kids are like super emo like can we just <laughs> Oh my god. Like they all listen to Fallout Boy and My Chemical Romance. They're all fucking like the they made the these kids. Katie Cassidy isn't very emo in this film, though. But Kellen Lutz is the other kid. They're all so that, fucking emo. Oh, Rudy Mara is the most emo oh, she's in this movie. Nancy is Nancy the is most so emo. emo. Um Oh, can we also say they left her dad completely out? Like, there's no, there's no dad. Like, uh, can we talk about the woman who plays her mom though? Because, oh, I've always thought she was hot. She has the most perfect hair. Yeah, she's <laughs> she has amazing hair. Gorgeous. Um, yeah, the acting is incredible in it. Like we, okay, like I said, going back and watching it again, I'm like, you know what? This is actually a really well done film. It's very well done. The kills are amazing. Kills are really incredible. It's just icky. I don't like this Freddy. Although I no. do have to say, oh Jackie Earl Haley did a great and even Robert job. England, even Robert England approved because approved. yes, it's not the Freddy that we all love and adore because. No one's going to replace Robert England, but he played this Freddy because this is not the same Freddy. It's no. not. It's not the same. No. He played this Freddy great. He did a great job. And we're all like, I was like, I'm just Ew, after afterwards. And I think I mentioned this before. He got the role because of a child molester that he played in Little Children. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie had Kate Winslet and uh, Patrick Wilson in it. Great film. Highly recommend people see it if they haven't seen it. But uh, yeah, that's that's what ultimately got him the role. He played a child molester in that movie. And uh, yeah. I did not know that Michael Bay produced this. Yep. That's hilarious. I know, right? Um, also, um, I do have to say the odes oh, to so the original many, so were actually many. just great. Because, I mean, Tina, what was her name? Chris? Was her name Chris in this? Yeah, Chris. Chris died, which I love that her name is Chris, K-R-I-S, because I feel like her name was probably Kristen. Yeah, a little nod. A little nod to to Dream Dream Warriors. Um, She died the same exact way that Tina, like, that whole sequence is perpendicular like so perpendicular parallel it's so parallel to the original where she dies and she's flinging all over the place and her boyfriend runs and goes to nancy's and she's like what the fuck why are you covered in blood and he's like i didn't do it i didn't do it i didn't do it he ends up going to prison he didn't die in prison but like it was the parallels are there's so many parallels and i love that her freaking out at the school, having that he nightmare at the school. He didn't die in prison? Jesse didn't? 
Or did he? Hold, please. I thought he died in the showers. Or am I getting that confused with... I'm getting that confused with something else. No, I'm pretty sure he died in prison. I'm also just now oh, yeah. change all the fucking names, too. Uh, yeah, he's arrested by the police. Yeah. Uh, killed by Kruger when he falls asleep in his jail. That's right! Because yeah. that other guy was literally like, get me out of here, I didn't do it! Like, I didn't do it, I didn't do it! I remember that now, yeah. okay. Nope, I was wrong. Um, what was another thing they did? Because there, there was actually a line I even caught, too, where it said, uh, now that's a wet dream or something, like what he was saying in this movie, but that was in another nightmare film, too. Like, something about a pool... Yeah, there were, yeah, there were a lot of, yeah. there were a lot of nods to. Not just the original, but to all the original, of them. To all of them. All of them. Yeah, every single one of them, which I, I appreciated It's too. one of those remakes that I can appreciate because they really did a good job just Honestly, literally nodding to the entire franchise and they were like, we're gonna make. And actually kept it true to the franchise. Right. And they were like, you know what? We're gonna make it icky. Yeah, we're gonna People aren't going to like this, sk- yeah. but this is what it was supposed to be originally, right. and we're going to we're gonna give what Freddy was going to be, I'm going to give you that. I think Wes would have liked this. And, Personally, you know, I... I, I do. I, I think Wes would have liked this, this film. I do, too. I, I think I he really, would have. I really, really, really do. And to be completely honest with you guys, I absolutely fucking love this cast. I, I love... I love Rooney Mara. <laughs> I mean, I've never really seen her in anything besides this and Carol. That's like my constant rewatches. Um, if you guys haven't heard of Carol, it's very gay and wonderful. Um, oh God, the first movie I ever saw her in besides after this one was The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh my God, and why do I forget she was in that too? I was about to say, girl, I know you are not about to just glance over Lizbeth's uh, slander. That fucking... No, because I... Oh my God. Rudy Mara is one of those people in my life where it's, I forget everything she's done. Because she transformed herself for that role. She literally, like, That's shaved true. her head into a mohawk, got mm. actual piercings. Like, all those fucking piercings That's in the true. movie yeah, she are did. real. She Straight becomes... up nipple piercing. I'm kind of low-key hoping she kept the nipple piercing. Like, not even good. You know, I didn't she see She got it. nice boobies. I didn't see it in Carol, but then again, maybe she just didn't have one she in it. She got nice boobies. Maybe she, she just, just taking it out. She got nice she boobies. Could've... I, she's just one of those people. She's such a great actress. Everybody check I, out Rennie Mars boobies. I'm like, I just feel like. I mean, there are plenty of movies. movies where her boobs are the star. They were just like boobies. Um, <laughs> I love Rennie Mars boobies. Rennie Mars boobies. She didn't show them in this film. They're fine. Damn it. Um, well, technically she was supposed to be a teenager. So. That's true. And he's a pedophile. She and, really and she wasn't a teenager, but it was, yeah. Yep. No. You know what? I My whole stomach just You're flipped. Like, I, and I, I was like, I'm so sorry. I almost vomited. Like, never, never fucking mind. My brain was like, you know um, what? Let's retract. But yeah, I think I, I call this the emo nightmare. <laughs> I mean, because it really is. Stop it. Where are you? <laughs> you know, when they're looking for Freddy, and just like, where are you? Oh my god. And I'm god. so sorry. Oh my god, I can't. I can't. You know what, though? Scotty doesn't know. 
Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. Okay, so can I tell... Okay, this has literally nothing to do with anything, and I know we're done anyway, so you said that, and I about fucking lost it, because... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, this has literally nothing to do with Freddie. I mean, Freddy, Scotty but doesn't know, doing... doesn't either. So, <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum, who most people remember uh, from Smallville, but uh, he was also in uh, Urban Legend, which is a great horror film. Uh, Robert Englund's in that, so maybe a nice little segue. So is Brad Dourif. Uh, right? So, <laughs> he, um, he has a podcast called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, and he interviewed Kristen Kruk a few weeks back. Who was also in Smallville with him, but also in, uh, was that, what the fuck was that movie called? Was it Eurotrip? Eurotrip. So she's also in Eurotrip. So they, they do the, they do their interview, yada, 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 talking, talking, talking. So like the latter half of the interviews, he does like viewer questions, I guess. And I think it was the second question. I'm going along the podcast. You know, she's talking. They're talking. And, you know, and I'm like, okay, this is this is a nice episode. And there's one viewer question. Then the second viewer question was, oh, I have a question for Chris. Did Scotty ever know? Stop it. When I tell you guys, I am so glad I wasn't driving when I was listening to that, because I almost fell off my fucking couch. I was like, what in the f- That sounds like some shit I do. It was the most serious oh podcast, too, like, the whole time. And then, so Michael's like, so I have- The next question was from yada, 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 and we just want to ask- did Scotty ever know? And her answer was, Scotty never knew. Everybody else did. But Scotty doesn't but know. But Scotty, Scotty did not know. No, he didn't. And I saw, and they didn't even, like, they just left it after that. They didn't say what it referenced. They didn't say what it was about. Oh my they God. were just like, you would have to know to get it. And that's all. She's just like, nope, Scotty didn't know. Everybody else did, but Scotty never knew. And then they just moved on. Like, it was a TikTok I, like, I saw the other day where this girl was like, do you know what pains me? There's a whole generation after us that doesn't understand that Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> and I lost my shit. I was like, they don't. That's why I said, can they you don't imagine, know Scotty can doesn't you know. imagine how many people were watching that podcast and they were like, I don't get it. And I'm over here Because that's what went through my head. That's what went through my head after she said that. It's like, there are so many people that don't fucking get that right now. And all I'm picturing is Matt Damon going, Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> Scott. You know what's another good one? Janie's got a gun. And that was Matt Damon, by the way, which fucked me up. Because <laughs> it was like... Yeah, I had seen Damon. the movie, and then I, like, I guess years later watched it again, and I was like, how did I not know that was fucking Matt Damon? It's I okay, because Michelle it. Trachtenberg was the whole reason I watched that film. I mean, it, film. Was, it was straight up, like, the cop from Sinister. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> But do you remember Janie's got a gun? Dude, you can't just slow clap out of anywhere. You can't just... 
okay, so that is not a great film. But oh my god, look, it's fucking great. But no, look, <laughs> look, not another teen movie. We'll Cinematically, always... oh my god, I don't even want to talk about not another teen movie. That's what I was referencing. Jesus, Jake. No, I know. Um, I can really I want you to take a dump fourth... on my chest. Can, can I, I get some tea to the fourth power? Why? Some time to talk to you. Also, um, the entire reference to Cruel Intentions in that entire film, I can't. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, you had to bring up that scene. I'm, now I'm really gonna throw up. That's it. I'm gonna vomit. We're done. We are <laughs> Anyway, done. that went off. Okay, so what do you rate... <laughs> what do you rate now. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 2010, the remake? Okay, for the reasons that I mentioned, I, I didn't hate it. Um, I, in all good conscience, I'm sorry, I can't give it a 10 because oh God, it just... No, 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 no. I just, I can't. I, I, oh God, it's just so creepy. Um... And it didn't have Robert in it. I'm sorry. Jackie did a great job, but Robert is always my Freddy. Um, Same. Ooh. I'm going to go with 7.8. God, I wanted to... Do... I'm going to go with 7.8. And the reason I'm not going a full 8... I was going to go 8.5, go but I got to go 8. I got to go 8. I can't I even go... Eight. I wanted to go 8.5 because there's so much about it that I like, but then I'm like, no, it makes me feel so it is gross so after I watch it. People that are listening to this that have listened to us since the beginning are like, you used to ream. Yeah, I know. That remake. And I'm like, in my defense, yeah, I had it had been a long time since I've watched it. Same. And re-watching it, I have such more of an appreciation, <coughs> bless you, Excuse me. such more of an appreciation for the film because in my eyes, I'm taking it out yeah. of the Freddy franchise and putting it in a whole different light where yeah. it's like, what if the rest of the Freddies didn't exist? This movie's actually really good. It's I actually, just not the Freddy that we're used to. So even though we did these in order, we watched it out of order. Um, I think that was a really you good did. choice to do that. Well, besides well, the remake. Well, no, but we watched the remake first. Yeah, I did That's that, That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, we watched the remake first, which I felt like was the best choice. It's like, let's just get the ew the out of the way and then get right into it. Now, I ended up watching them one, three, because I always... Three is the direct sequel the to the sequel. first one. It so... Is. If you're going to watch them, I, I kind of want to say chronologically, um, you go one, three, four, five, and six. To me, two is like Halloween three. Yeah. Like, even though two had Freddy in it, it's pretty much a standalone. And Halloween three is definitely a standalone, but like, it's, it's a standalone. So... I watched one, three, four, five, and six, and then I watched two, and then I watched New Nightmare. Yeah, because I just, I, two just doesn't fit anywhere. So that's why I was like, if you, if, for me, I, I had to go one, three, four, five, and six. It just, it made more sense. Actually, you could have even gone one, three, four, five, two, and then six, because even six is kind of like, oh. Like, it's the record's kind of, playing nicely, and then it's like... And then six just... What? 
What? What? <laughs> All right, so we have ranked our Freddy movies in order, and then we're going to say our order, and then we're going to say our favorite kills. So, my favorite Freddy movies in order. Number one is Dream Warriors. Obvious reason. Number two is the original, which actually I tie it. I can't I can't choose New Nightmare or the original of one of the, or the it, other. Like yeah. I can't I can't Well, because the original, you know, we, we rank I feel like we ranked one, two, and three the way we did because the original doesn't live without the other two. Right. So you you had to rank the original high. Because otherwise it wouldn't, it wouldn't exist the with the other so two. So why? But so I've actually like I had to. I tied the original with New Nightmare. Four is four, the Dream Master. Uh, the fifth is the original or uh the original. What the fuck? The remake. I, knew I what can't you even meant. speak. I knew what you meant. Uh, number six is number two, Freddy's Revenge. Number seven is the Dream Child, and last but most least. <laughs> Is Freddy's dead? <laughs> so I, I actually ended up changing mine. The more because the the more I more I thought about it, I was like, ooh. Oh, I, had to, yeah. I had to change it. I had to change it around. Um. So uh, well, nah, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. I'm 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 fucking keeping it. No, I did change it because remember I I moved. Freddy's 2, because I had it pretty low. It's still kind of low, but... Um, so my first one was Dream Warriors. My second one was the original. My third one was a New Nightmare. And I'm pretty much on par with Casper that the original and New Nightmare basically tied. That was kind of a tough one. It, it um, really is hard. <laughs> I mean, it really was. Uh, my fourth choice was the remake. I, I Because I you know, for the reasons that I gave. And that, that moved up a lot since past year. This movie, that movie, I have such a different respect yeah. for oh, now. Yeah. Just, yeah. And I know my friend Hannah, if she's listening to this, she's rolling over right now. Cause Freddie's her favorite and she hates. Oh, I know a lot of people that remake. are diehard Freddie fans and hated it. And I'm like, I'm a diehard Freddie fan and I can appreciate it for it is. Cause I love Wes and you know? I don't hate it anymore. I really don't. Anyway, go on. Uh, the fifth one I gave to Dream Master. Um, now this is where I get cute. Okay. <laughs> she gets so hard for me. <sighs> I really wanted to rank my sixth and seventh a little differently, but I'm gonna give the reasons why I did it. I, I'm leaving it this way. I ranked the sixth one as Dream Child. Five. And the seventh one as the sequel, Freddy's Revenge. I almost flipped those, except for the fact, like I said, the the ending of Freddy's Revenge. I just can't. I revenge. Revenge. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Your revenge. Revenge. I just can't. Blanche. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck. I became Blanche Devereaux by the end of this new really fucking podcast. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus. I mean, we've been going for two Came and a half hours. Came an old southern so white revenge. woman. Revenge. Came an old southern cat. white woman. Well, hi. Well, hi. Became Blanche Devereaux and the cat from fucking 
when <laughs> Jesus. So I I just I wanted to rank the dream child as seven, but Freddy's Revenge ultimately won out because that ending. I, I just I can't. I literally cannot with that ending. Jesse. At least Dream Child's ending made sense and worked out and the black girl lived way. Honestly, the black girl living. Really? I'ma tell y'all right the fuck down. That is why I'ma be real. That is why Dream Child won out. Because the black girl lived. So that's I'm I'ma be real with y'all. Like that's that's why. I mean fuck not it, even gonna lie. Not even gonna it, lie. Fuck like, it. I mean I didn't even, I really didn't even like that movie, but I'm like, look, she lived. So finally and it's gone over Freddy's revenge. I'm sorry, I have to do it. I mean I I mean you have a perfectly have good explanation. I have, to do, it. I have to do it. And then of course, uh last, certainly not least, I mean, depending on who you ask, uh it's is, is Freddy's dead. <laughs> That movie doesn't exist to me. It just, oh, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Every, like we've said it before, every single series has its shit. It does. They do. Besides Scream and listen, don't fuck it up. <laughs> Please. Have to wait till they 2022. Wrapped, they wrapped. not fuck this up. Ship. Shipping? They yep. wrapped filming today. <laughs> I've been working too much. Yes. They wrapped filming today and I saw a picture of Nev with uh, Courtney uh, yeah. Cox and um, Kevin. Williams Kevin. Smith. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, I, like, I wasn't Wes's legit spirit. excited until that picture. For some reason, I was like, please don't. Just don't fuck it up. Just don't. You... Th- Every movie in this franchise is good. Please don't fuck yeah, it up. Yeah, this is the one franchise that got it right every single time. I mean, you can even, even though for a while I didn't want to like four, and then I go back and watch four, and I'm like, even oh my fucking while, god, I, I love four. I didn't want to <laughs> like three, and you know, here I am. And honestly, I could say the same about Saw. Oh yeah, going back and watching that franchise was a whole new. Oh, I love that franchise now. The entire franchise, yep. I love it so goddamn much. Yep. Same. Anyway, okay, guys, we've been talking for fucking ever. All right. These these movie ones go long. Oh, we gotta do our kill. Wasn't our fucking the Halloween one was fucking three it was hours. Over three hours. Yeah. But so that these... was eleven movies. Yeah. Oh was... God. What was it? Forgetting that. Sorry. <laughs> ding a ding. Loud. I'm sorry. Um. Okay. So favorite kill. The entire franchise, actually, which is my favorite kill in any horror movie ever, actually, it's ranked number two, because my favorite horror movie kill ever changed with Terrifier, and you all know Yo. exactly what scene I'm talking about. Yep. So, number two, it's actually my second favorite kill scene of any horror movie ever, and it is the Johnny Depp kill scene, the Glenn kill scene, in the first nightmare, because it was just so creative for its time, it was brilliant. Very well done. It was very simple. It was. It was so simple and yet done so well. Yeah. And I I love it. It's still one of my legit favorite kills in any horror movie ever. Just that. mom walks in the room, opens the door, there's just blood everywhere. She's screaming. Oh my God. Yeah. And the fact that it was like leaking through the floors and they've got like buckets on the ground and it's like coming through the ceiling and he goes, he said, do you need, where's the stretcher? And he said, a stretcher? You're going to need a mop. (laughs) 
Get a bucket and a mop. That's what I'm sorry. I am so fucking sorry. It's, this is going off the rails. I I am getting slapped at me. And I'm fucking you said get a mop and I was like, oh I forgot that was in the movie. And that was the first You were like, I'm get so a sorry. Bucket, get a mop. I am so That's sorry. The, I'm so sorry. I mean Nancy um, wasn't getting that anymore. Her her boyfriend Oh god, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We're not um, here for ourselves. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Morality sucks. Oh, God. Okay, so, so what's my, yours? my favorite kill. Um, it is from Dream Warriors. Y'all already know. Uh, but I, I have to do two because I... She does. Ooh, I can't. She can't I pick. can't. I literally can't because they're both so fucking incredible. Um, the marionette scene. I mean, enough said there. That's incredible. Um, welcome to primetime, bitch. I mean, that the fact that that was all practical effects that they they put Robert's head in this weird thing with the antenna sticking out like he's a bug and he's got to pop out of the fucking TV and then the the arms reach out and just it's right everything everything about and the fact that that line has become so iconic and that is all from robert that was not in the script that was not written that was purely ad-libbed and that all came from robert and hands down best fucking line and i just all the good kills came from Dream Warriors, I feel like. They're, and the first one. And the first one. And the first one. I mean, there's a few sprinkled out throughout the series, but really, Dream Warriors and the first one has even the, Tina's had the, death had the best iconic. kill. Oh, God. Well, the way they shot it. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way they did Fred Astaire dancing on the ceiling. It You, you flip the whole entire room, which actually, finding out later, gave her, like, the weirdest motion sickness. Like it yeah, fucked I, her up I'm really, sure, yeah. really, really, really bad. And Wes, I'd be like, I'm sorry. Wes had to go cut and he goes, look, see, we're, we're standing here. It's fine. Like you're not, you're not falling. You're on the, cause that would fuck me up. You literally think you're upside down. Well, it's just like playing a VR. Like yes. when I'm sitting playing a VR, my body is sitting on the floor. Yeah. But my brain is going, you're moving. Your perception you're is moving. all fucked up. And I'm like, Bitch, we're not moving. <laughs> yeah. Your whole perception's fucked up. But yeah, that's it. Those are those are my kills. All right, guys. I think that covers the uh, Nightmare the on Elm Street series. The Nightmare on Elm Street series. The entire. Minus Freddy versus Jason. Uh, also, that was a tie. Um, So, <laughs> I sort of wish that Freddy versus Jason versus Ash would have been an actual thing. That was written as a comic it book. Was. But it's probably not. I think even in one installation, they threw Chucky in there. They're like, oh, let's just, you know, let's make it Chucky, Ash, Freddy, and Jason. Let's I want just, a Chucky versus Leprechaun just movie is what fucking, I want. Oh, my Lord have That's mercy. That's what I want. You talk about one-liners. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Come on. There's no Chucky versus anything. Chucky Leprechaun just, would be perfect. Chucky just throws some shoes at him and he starts cleaning them. Or... What would even be a better concept is if they it was Chucky versus Leprechaun, but then they teamed up together. Because I feel like those two would at first hate each other and then actually just start to like each other. Oh my God, and then all they the, would all the leprechaun ginger jokes. 
I literally just thought about that. Because <laughs> Chucky's a ginger. Throw, throw in so many of those and watch how pissed off Chucky. That is one ginger you don't fuck with. So, I mean... I always I'm sure gingers. if you made I'm sure if you made fun of him as a ginger, he would it would really because it, it pisses them off already. But this is the one you really don't <laughs> want to. I'm so excited for that. Fucking He'll kill you. Series. God damn it. We need oh, that series to like tomorrow. Here. All right, guys. Like yesterday. Literally yesterday yep. at three o'clock. I don't know why three o'clock, but at three o'clock. All right, guys. So. <laughs> uh, next week. Yes. What are we doing? <laughs> You're like, I have no brain left. Um, we are doing the infamous haunted Franklin house in Middletown, Ohio. Oh, that super we're, duper haunted house in Middletown. We're doing a, yeah, we're doing a local story. Middletown is north of Cincinnati. Um, this house has got a lot of history and a lot of folklore, and it still stands to this day. Um, unfortunately, it's privately owned, uh, so I do not think it's anything you can tour or look through maybe by appointment only i'll look i think it's one of those that you can but i think it is appointment only yeah and it's like crazy out the ass to money to do yeah it's 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 a pretty fucking crazy story so we will get into that next week i'm i'm pretty excited oh and by the way guys next week it will be on tuesday uh just to give you guys a heads up because next week is thanksgiving i have I don't know what's going on, <laughs> to be honest with you, but usually I'm busy on the Wednesdays, uh, so podcast will be Tuesday of next week, Yes. Um, and of course we'll announce that on social media too. Yep. So guys, a word from our sponsor, but before we get to that sponsor, talking about That's So Gay sponsor, um, again, use the Becky Gremlin code at That's So Gay.com to get 30% off your order. Also, remember, it's they're back-ordered right now. Things are getting... I mean, I work for a company that primarily uses UPS, and UPS is very fucked up right now. I'm going to tell you that. Like, delays for no reason, just... Oh, USPS or UPS? UPS. Like, specifically UPS, yeah. Yeah. UPS has been... So, doing. like, postal services everywhere are just royally going through it right now. So, don't worry. Um, everything's, like, back-ordered right now. You'll get your order. Just be patient. Um... I actually need to order something from them if I can stop spending money on laptops. <laughs> but, you it, um, so Jesus. yeah, make sure to go check out that's so gay.com and uh, follow them on social media. It's T H T so gay, all one word, lowercase on Instagram. Go give them a follow. And a word from our personal sponsor Calm your buddy down. I was like, I, she I was like, use, are you going to dance? I had to get used to it. Um, oh, I could do it like, did you know? I thought, oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm never, ever, ever going to forget that. Uh, guys, so you know where the shop is on Etsy. Uh, search Calm Your Body Down. Uh, the holiday sale has started. Uh, 20% off, no coupon code. Everything's just marked 20% off on the Etsy site. It will be that way all the way until December 16th. Um, I am making the cutoffs December 16th specifically for what we just mentioned because of shipping. Um, even as a small business, I exclusively use the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, 
right now, I mean, I guess I'll look after the first of the year to see how rates are with other companies, but it's just what I use conveniently. And right now they have a lot of shipping delays. Um, so I did push up the date, um, because I, I absolutely am not going to the post office the week within Christmas. Like, I'm not doing it. And I don't uh, think you guys fully understand how insane that's going to be. Like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm just not. And you're not going to get anything before Christmas. So I just recommend all the way around, even with my business and anything else, you order as soon as possible. Um, not only to get the deals, but just to ensure that you are going to get the product before Christmas if it's something that you're specifically ordering before Christmas. So I just wanted to make sure I throw that out there. Um, and there will be a couple of new products popping up uh, this week for the holidays. Um, and that's all I got. Uh, calm your body down on Etsy and see your BD on Instagram. Calm your body down. Okay, guys, you know the you know the procedure. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Don't fuck with the original. Give us a follow. You'll get all the updates when we send them out. Uh, tomorrow, I will be posting the movie review. And last time I checked, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Looks like that's the one getting picked. Super stoked about that. Love that fucking movie. You totally need to tag Emile Hirsch when you post that. Yes. He's Remind awesome. me because I won't remember. I love him. I follow him on Instagram. He has new music out and it's incredible and downloaded on Spotify. And I know that has nothing to do with horror. I just love Emile Hirsch. I mean, it does. Kind of. Um, and that's a damn good fucking movie too. It's a great movie. Um, and of course we're on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. My brain like... We're everywhere. <laughs> uh, make sure to leave us a review. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. Please subscribe. Guys, you, we need so many people listen to podcasts and listen to the episodes that they like and they never subscribe. That does not help. <laughs> you have to subscribe. Help. You have to. That, help. that helps the numbers. That helps so many podcasts out. You have to subscribe. You know, we know everybody doesn't like that's we try to give a little bit of everything to everyone mm -hmm. and people will pick and choose what they like to listen to. Mm -hmm. And that's perfectly fine. But make sure you help us out mm. and subscribe. Help us, please. I was we say. need so much help. <laughs> I mean, I think we need more help beyond what they can give. I, you know, maybe <laughs> you're like, you know, <laughs> Maybe. Having an existential crisis. <laughs> She's like having a breakdown right before we're about to end this. All right, guys, we love you so much. Wash you. your hands, wear your masks, social distance. Please be careful out there. And remember, Black Lives Matter. See Sweet dreams. Don't fall asleep. I didn't know what to say. I don't know.